Why is this not recording? Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. That's why. Because yeah, he's got the voice yeah. thing. So, yep. So, we're going to start. All right. Snap. Snap. Like that. Ready? For a record for my daughter for her birthday, I just called to say I love you. Do you have it? Yeah. Great. We have it. Great. Can I have it then? No. No, you can't. Why not? Well, it's sentimental, tacky crap. That's why not. Do we look like the kind of store that sells I just called to say I love you? Go to the mall. What's your problem? Do you even know your daughter? There's no way she likes that song. Oh, oh, oh. Is she in a coma? Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun. Day or night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one. Doctor, everything will be alright. Welcome, Karma Chameleons, to Geek Salad episode 103. Jitterbug. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. And we have a special guest tonight, uh, Jim's wife, Rebecca. Hello. Hey, so uh, what band are you going to be talking about tonight? Jitterbug. Um, about loudness. Rap? Oh, no, Thank you, you got to get it right. It's loudness. That's right. <laughs> this is the second episode. I swear to God, my house is in a clan hut. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Dante Hicks is just like you. He loves grape soda. <laughs> That's true. Oh my God, we really are diversifying. <laughs> yeah, I know. Next thing you know, we'll have a black person in here. No, that's not I swear to God, my house is not <laughs> He loves grape soda. He loves grape soda. <laughs> so anyway, we are talking. We are talking all about the uh, music of 1984. This is kind of our annual uh, 30th anniversary of the 80s show. It's been a long time since we actually did like our 30. We I, I think. We did 83 last year. My son hadn't been born yet. Oh, so, yes, it's been a while. I think it was actually the show leading up to his birth. It's still oh. amazing, though, how this is like 30 years ago. Like, uh, yeah. This is like 30 years. So like, we're all like, you know, I mean, I was 10. Yeah. Thank you for so. keep reminding me that I'm getting old there, Mike. Yeah, yeah thanks, Mike. I'm reminding all of us. Hey. <laughs> but you know what the good news is? Alabama's Roll It On still sounds as fresh today. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just Roll On. It's not rolling on? Oh, shit. All right. Whatever. I found some Anne Murray. I'm good to go. All right. So uh, let's get started. We have tons to talk about tonight. So let's get started with Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK. That's not good. And Chris writes, Hey, uh, Geek Salad Crew, the decade of the 1980s has a plethora of one-hit wonders, and 1984 was no exception. Here are my top five favorite one-hit wonders from George Orwell's favorite year. So, 
Number five. Remotely funny. Yes, I am. <laughs> that actually was funny. Um, number five on Chris's list is Let the Music Play by Shannon. We started dancing and now put us into our groove. But now he's with somebody new. What does God want me to do? And we lost him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is lost. There we go. Any he's yeah. off the rails. No, no, no. Any goodwill he earned, gone. It's a, it's a highly sampled song. Give him credit for that. That is true. That is true. You hear a lot of songs that are a little bit. Rebecca right. Ethier, voice of reason. A likely voice. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Like Brent Kelly and likely, likely voice of reason. Silver lining. Becca Smith sings again. Yep. But if, I mean, seriously, every time I hear this song, it's like. The most glittery street gang in the world's backing music. <laughs> <laughs> like smashing bottles. Oh, stop it. I will bet your eye down. <laughs> you guys better leave the streets of Provincetown. <laughs> oh, look at Fierce. <laughs> I'll scratch your face. Tell him, Big Mod. Yeah, you better get out of here. <laughs> oh, we're going to hell. Yes, we are. So we'll right. find our place in line at this point. Okay. We're not, we're not waiting in line. No. <laughs> we got the e-ticket. <laughs> <laughs> we got those bracelets that they have at Disney World. We're in. gentlemen. Next up on uh, Chris's list, number four, Breaking. There's No Stopping Us. There's No Stopping. By Ollie and Jerry, which peaked at number nine on the Billboard uh, charts. Sad when Ollie and Jerry had that huge fight and they split, and Ollie put out his solo record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I don't, I, Ollie could be. Uh, and Chris is just digging a little bit deeper. Yeah, yeah. No, yep. I mean, all right. Not, it was a great song. No, it was no, not a great song. Wow. <laughs> Wow, my right out of nowhere. Let's just, let's just put it this way, Mike. The only the only contribution that the movie Breaking gave us in popular culture Japanese was that Revolution. it no that it spawned a sequel that gave everybody the go to sequel title of Electric every movie, movie ever. Electric movie. Thank you. I found out that they recorded that like just a couple months right after oh, yeah. the first movie. They didn't oh, like they got right into it. How did they find their captured characters again? What did they do? They, they knew the they had a hit on their hands. <laughs> hey, they had some craft work in that movie too. Hey, I just they, wanna... they had to bottle that lightning. Mm. I just want to point out that that movie. Those two movies together have something in common with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, then. Okay. Filmed back to back. Yeah, filmed back -back. all together. Completely with craft work. It's, and I think me. Aragorn wears parachute pants. <laughs> I, I believe I so. It's, 
<laughs> and that breakdancing scene of the Hobbit is just mind-blowing. <laughs> All right, so next up on Chris's list, The Curly Shuffle by Jump in the Saddle Band. We can't sit still, we can't sit down. We don't like to fight and we don't like to scuffle, but we dance all night doing the curly shuffle. Hey mo, hey mo, hey mo, hey mo. Well, uh, Oh my god. I will buy that. I knew that was going to show up. Actually, wow. <laughs> there's a little story behind this. I did I did assign Chris uh, this this topic. I figured I could let him just go on stuff we're ever going to talk about, or I could just let him do the one-hit wonders, and I said, throw the curly shuffle in there. That is my only request, because I knew Gulick would love it so much. <laughs> Oh boy! I remember when they had like video. For Do you think those guys opened up for Judas Priest and their defenders for the base core? I remember watching. I'm sure at least one of them has swallowed a shotgun shell at some point in the last thirty years. The only people in modern music my dad actually likes. I remember watching the Curly Shuffle. Watching because he loved the Three Stooges. Oh, I spoke to him. I would watch the uh, the TV 38. New Year's Eve, Three Stooges Marathon, and they played that video almost every single year. You do that every year. I know, but they don't, they don't play it anymore. No, they, the video, they almost did it every year. Yeah, well, from the 1989. <laughs> they played it back when Dana Hershey was, was uh, hosting no, it. Dana Hershey, that's yeah. <laughs> Now it's uh, the Phantom Gourmet, and they don't do it anymore. Oh, oh, the Edelman. Yeah. Sad times. Is Dana Hershey even still alive? Because I, 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 see, I, I if he does, I don't think he knows it. I seem <laughs> to remember being a child and looking at pictures of him and not knowing exactly what skin cancer was, but knowing that he had. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I look can't look find like. any reference to if he's still alive or dead. But yet Al Caprillion uh, does, does haunt uh, w- Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. He still he's does the, the weather up in New Hampshire. He's the stock that the boogie spore fell off. Of. <laughs> he's out brilliant junior. All right. So next up is uh, Talk Talk, It's My Life. This is tough to say. Well, it's, it's tough to say because everyone knows that Talk Talk's greatest hit is actually Talk Talk. Off their album. Off Talk, the Talk, album Talk, Talk, Talk Talk. From Talk Talk Records. Yes. Um, that is some creative titling right there. Yeah. So this kind of, Chris even mentions this. This is only one hit wonder if you're only counting hit top 40. Because I guess Talk Talk peaked at number 75 on the U.S. Billboard charts. I remember that day. <laughs> <laughs> and where were you that day, Jim? Harvey. Okay. <laughs> And then finally, oh, actually, there's two on here because there's an honorable mention. Uh, 99 Wolf Balloons by Nana. My soul falls out. 
that would go ahead of the curly shuffle. That was absolutely. Yeah. That was uh, it peaked at number two on Billboard. That was a huge. Yeah, that was. Then they translated. Got a lot. Yes, exactly. We've already gone to that. Still does. You can't put on VH1 Classic or the All Lady Show. That's on. That is part of the collection, along with Aha. Yeah. And After the Fire. It's on the rotation. Yeah. Funny you should mention after the fire, Jim, because Chris also mentions Falcos, their commissar. Anything out here? Okay, another offender of this was after the fire's version of Commissar. Oh, okay, I see. I didn't read ahead here that it was just the the, the terrible English translation of an awesome German song. Stupid, stupid. Yes, kind of like Duhast. Yep, Duhast. Duhast me. You hate me. Chris, um, did want to bring up one last thing about um. About 1984 for One Hit Wonders. Two members of the band Sticks had competing One Hit Wonders peak only one week apart from each other. Desert Moon by Dennis Young peaked at number 10. <laughs> and uh, Girls with Guns by Tommy Shaw peaked at number 33. I will actually have the chance to see Dennis Young live at the end of this month. Really? Is he yes. for Steve Winwood? No, he's going to be at Don Disney World. <laughs> Cleaning? <laughs> <laughs> Keep pushing that broom, Dennis. They're going to let him do a song and have him uh, clean out the gutters. And I think I'd rather see you clog dancing than watch Dennis DeYoung sing. I'll break out the wooden shoes. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on. Um, as we do every year, we discuss the uh, Billboard Hot 100 um, number one hits. There were 20 of them. For 1984, this was a very equitable year for music. A lot of, a lot of big hits, and a lot of stuff that we just have, have um, taken in as classics. Starting off with "Say Say Say," Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney, which was which was deleted from the uh, previous year, two weeks at number one. Okay. <laughs> Joe, you weren't privy to our 1983 conversation. Is there anything you'd like to add about Say, Say, Say? <laughs> Nothing really I can add to that. How do you, you want, but that? don't leave me. How can you stop that? Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> you can't. That's true. But you can pinpoint that it was almost immediately after this, I think Michael Jackson had his uh, fireworks Pepsi accident. 
No, was this before uh, Ebony and Ivory or after? This was after, after Ebony and Ivory. Way after. You know when Michael, because I think that was after he outbid them for the no, rights, it, was it? According to Pop-Up Video, yeah. it was while they were recording these songs. Also, was The Girl Is Mine, right? The Girl Is Mine. Yeah, The Girl Is Mine. Is when Paul was saying, hey, you know what's a great thing to invest in, Michael? Song rights. Oh, That's a great God. idea, Paul. And then he outbid him right after <laughs> Don't that. you think that he was laughing as Michael caught on fire? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh look. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Look at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> And after that deal, you swapped uh, the Michael for white phone. Exactly. <laughs> and it was in that we video where, where Linda looked at him and said, don't you think it's a good idea if I sing? No. He's American. Actually, you think that the, the aliens would be like, Zoltar, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you, got the, you got the pigment wrong. No one will notice. Trust me. No one will notice. <laughs> and then they, like, throw their tentacles in the air. <laughs> All right. So, um... Well, the first fresh hit of 1984 lasted two weeks at number one, Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes. Being terrified by this video oh, for oh, some guy getting chased oh, yeah, in the ch- Carolina chased in London, and beaten up, by, yeah, yeah, by oh, soccer he's hooligans. Like, he's like, what, he's like, like birds too. Well, no, yeah, well, he's like, he's walking down the street. All of a sudden, two like, looks like you know, hitmen come and like take him into court. Yeah. Then he gets sent down to some freaking Bowery to get like the crap beat out of him. Yeah, and he's running. Then like, he jumps up. Warehouse, empty then he jumps up. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. confronts him and basically circles him. <laughs> he runs up. Yes. No, no, he does. The, oh, the, he they, does. That one guy gets beat up, just jumps up, becomes a bird, and that was it. <laughs> and then it goes back to him walking on the street again. Well, yeah, but when you mention yes, you have to mention the yes lick. That one. Yeah. This was a song when it was out that I it's didn't like, like a at all. Keyboard there. I don't know why, but I actually like it a lot now. It's, I, I like it. I mean, it's I like the song, song when it I like came it. up, but the, like you said, the video was just so I was, up. And I think that's probably why. Like, well, I would, as a kid, I was completely ignorant to Yes's previous catalog. Which is so I had, stuff. oh my oh, yeah. god. Well, there's only, there's, at the, around the time, there's only two songs from Yes that released. Really all those people. And, yeah, which was... The, the one video where they had like 10 variations of this one video. We have to leave it. And that was on the same album. Yeah. OU812 or whatever. A lot of I used a lot of different, like just a lot of different, like, you know, harmonies, acapella, and just a lot of just drum beats in the background. Then me with the electric synth in afterwards. Uh, you know what I enjoyed about that, those videos? Especially um, Leave It. The look of disgust because the director said, Look, guys, it's 1984. You gotta dress in a new fresh look. We're gonna feather your hair and put you in parachute pants. Yeah, I think those <laughs> acid hippies wanted anything to do with that. <laughs> no. There are actually a few good songs on that album. I remember Changes was really good. I love that album. So there's like the things about that album I really did like. I just never made it big. Well, now I hate it. Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs>
All yes, right. You're welcome. So moving on to uh, three weeks at number one, Karma Chameleon by uh, Culture Club. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chameleon. Yes. It's more interesting when you say it that way, though. Yes, Chameleon. Their yeah, only so number one song. You also have to say it like Boy George. Really? Yeah. Comic Comedian. Comic Comedian. Really? That, that was their only this number one. This is their one. only US, U.S. number one. That's well, it, full it, disclosure. We're just doing U.S. because well, really, that's all that matters. matters. Right. I mean, this, this, this is 1984 we're talking about, okay? Do you think this song is about Boy, uh, boy George wanting to bang the drummer? Probably. Because all the rest of them were. <laughs> He's a comma chameleon. Wait a minute, that's what you do? You really want to hurt me? What's about? No. no. <laughs> I just like when they finally cornered the drummer. They're like, so did you have a, a gay relationship with Boy George? He's like, no, 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 that's crazy. <laughs> oh, damn it, I got kids running around back there. The wife's like, hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not a hand. You see him get up and like, he's to John Cleese doing drag. And Boy George is like, I thought you know me. <laughs> and they cut to the other two guys like, oh, God. <laughs> like a gay softball soap opera. Oh, it's kind of like that Homer Simpson going into, like, you know, the Trump scene. <laughs> That's what they did. <laughs> so, yes, um, Urban Legend is that Boy George and the drummer were, were really in the back. Yeah. Yeah, they were definitely doing it in the back. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 I was going to lay off the Windward jokes tonight, but right out the window. Add homophobia to the list of offenses, and we're only 15, we're not even 15 minutes into the show yet. God damn it, Mike. Grape soda. But I have to say about Culture Club, I mean, they're one of those shins, I mean, considering that Boy George really just got into it because he's a club guy that's yeah. singing, oh, yeah, he's a club and um, club they actually have a lot of good songs. I mean, some of their late ones are really crappy. Oh, God. War is stupid and people yeah. stupid. Yeah. Um, I think Time Clock the Heart is probably my favorite. Oh, yeah. I know all there is to know about the penis yeah. crying. <laughs> well, that's just him. Oh, no. But actually, I agree with Rebecca. There's the, the, musically, the three backing members, you know, the Boy George's Boy Toy, the um, guitar player and black guy, um, <laughs> were all, I mean, they were all very, very talented he musicians. Had a, he had a good rhythm section. And you know what? I would go see them. I would take them. If the original lineup? Yeah. No, no, the bassist wasn't there. No, oh, okay. What about the drummer? I don't think there's any tour going on without him. <laughs> Boy needs to eat. <laughs> All right, so moving on. Five weeks at number one. Jump by Van Halen.
song that many people predicted the downfall of Van Halen. Really? Did that happen? Well, well, yeah, yeah, ask, honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it, that's when they started getting all synthy, and David Lee Roth started complaining, and Eddie said, hey, you know what? You're not Van Halen. We need a guy who is willing to do a conga line on stage <laughs> to lead us rock. into the next century. With no shoes. With no, no shoes. shoes. Yep. And he thinks that there's a government agency looking just for him. <laughs> Enter the Red Rocker himself. Enter Sammy Hagar. <laughs> the writing was, I mean, the writing was slow on the wall. That, the, that band was not coming no, out. No, no, but no, they I'm put not. out one, that album has one of the, the most kick-ass songs on it. Right? Panama? Panama. Oh, Panama, right. yeah. Jump, I don't like Jump particularly. Neither do I. Hey, it's okay. It's not like, no, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I think it's like, you've heard it so many times after why you can't. Well, like, like, the keyboard solo that Eddie does is actually incredible. Again, yeah, really but really that yeah. keyboard yeah. solo, though, is the kind of thing that they, they play underneath like Olympic athletes practicing, you know. There goes Jackie Joyce Turner. Again, it was one of those things, though, it got so much airplay. Like Jim said, after a while, you just get sick of it. It's like one of those things where the good songs by I've only heard it so many times that I'm done right. with it. Um, actually, I liked Al Wait was always a great song. Yeah, that's Al Wait's good, Hawk Al Wait. Really yeah. good. Yeah. He's good. That was probably one of the best videos I've ever seen ripping up the Waldo kid. <laughs> Drop Dead pop, Legs. Hopper Teacher. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a great record. I mean, yeah. Eddie Van Halen, I, I damn him for what he did after this record, but is an amazing musician. Oh, pretty absolutely. much everything he touched with Beverly really Roth turned to gold. <laughs> absolutely. But that's what he wanted. I mean, this I had heard songs before that. Because oh. the type of music I listen to, and this was right in my wheelhouse, jump. And then yeah. that, so they got this whole new audience. That's exactly yeah, what I mean, Eddie it, wanted to do. It is. That's why the first single was the one with all the the synth. synth it is their most popish album. It is the yeah. most. Right. Absolutely. Oh, if you listen to commercial. Fair Warning, oh, God, oh, the first one, and then you oh, listen yeah. to Diver this, down. Down. it's like a different. Right. I mean, it's closer to OU812 than it is to. Oh, yeah. Or well, um, 5150. Van Halen 1. Or 5150. I mean, it's all pound cake. Oh, 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 it's all pound <laughs> I say thee nay, sir. <laughs> this is garbage. The seeds could silhouette on them and talk about black and blue. That's about fucking. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good band. Just, Van Halen was my first love. I love. I remember. Band. I remember oh, that. I used gym. to make Andy come into my room and look at the poster name. All of the, the the members, and if he didn't get it, I'd call Steve Bernie over. And then, <laughs> and then he proceeded to beat you both, both of you. And then yeah. he spoke. Yeah. No, it was amazing. I, and I finally got to see them with David Lee Roth. It was just, and he didn't even sound that good, but it was just so awesome to see. They just so they have so. You were ten years. Songs. You were ten years old again, weren't you? Jeff? Oh, it was awesome. And, and David Lee Roth just looked happy to be there. Yeah, he wasn't driving the ambulance anymore. He, he, was, he was so happy. Was, was he wearing his suit? No, you know like he had your hairdo. He had your hairdo, like a little bit longer in the front, and he had like an open torador shirt. I mean, he looked like a Fruit Loop. He, <laughs> he had, he had the, uh, the the cut leather pants. The uh... no, he did. He was in good shape, but he like tried doing the sword thing, and you could just tell it wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> and he did not do any splits. But I remember because they closed the show with Joe. And he's like waving a flag, and they cut his face. He's like, "Oh, I can't believe it! I'm finally here!" Were you again? Ah, Mohegan Sun. Recently? Or? This no, this is like 1987. No, 
No. 07. Two, 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 yeah, because yeah, the 87, <laughs> yeah, those uh, red rock figures. Yeah. But, the uh, secret comes out, Jim. All right. I think so, Michael Anthony had left that one. Was to, it not, to was sum it, it all up. Yeah. Wolfie was in that band. Yeah. Because Michael Anthony had left. The show opens up with Eddie doing eruption. I just just peed my pants. He erupted. My wife, it actually is one of the Great. nicest Best birthday gifts from my wife. Aww. She's so nice. All right, next up, three weeks at number one. The title to the uh, the movie soundtrack, Footloose, by Kenny Loggins. Conversation on the movies of 1984 show that my wife just recently, like this year, watched Footloose for the first time. What? Wow. Yeah. Why? Because it wasn't Brick Loose? No. <laughs> no, it's just one of those things that she's she's five years older than us. She just never had the opportunity to go Are see it. Five, five years older? older? Younger, younger, younger sorry. sorry. Our movies at that point. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's PG. Oh, PG. But well, she, no, there's the, there is the version where, um, what is it, Sean Penn's fat brother comes out with Chris a Chris Penn, he wasn't fat at the time, he was, he was still a dope. Chris Penn. Yeah. Chris Penn. Thank you. But, um, Let's hear it for the boy. We're watching it, and she's just like, this movie is unbelievably stupid. How did this, how is this a classic? I, I really don't know. I'm the soundtrack. I mean, they, they felt the need to yeah. It's Kevin fucking Bacon, man. What more do you need? Yeah. <laughs> when you go through this list, I mean, I actually put the first one on the list. Yep. For movie, but in the day, all these, all movies had a moment with them. At least. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. yeah. the 80s soundtracks? 18 to 39. I think 80s yeah. soundtracks really, like, they always had, like, yeah, again, that one song that yeah. really, really stuck with it, you know? Well, Footloose well, had, like, five or six songs that really stuck huge. with it. Yeah. Oh, it was gigantic. Kenny Loggins it's was always ten soundtrack. And I think Kenny Loggins was always required to have at least two songs in every album. I think, I think, I think actually, Congress passed a um, an act <laughs> just to make, a law, just to make sure that Kenny Loggins has to appear on at least 30% of the uh, movie soundtracks well, of the 1980s. Other than, like, Caddy, the first Caddyshack movie. Like Top Gun, Top Gun had two movies. Top Gun had two movies. Didn't Meet Me Halfway in there on something? That was on uh, Over the Top. Oh, that's right. It was wow. on Over the Top. It was a few weeks ago. Pretty good, huh? <laughs> I have a dream about the song I'm from Kenny Loggins. Oh, yeah. I go into a pet store late at night with a with a radio, and I open up all the cages and let all the animals out blasting I'm free. But, <laughs> but you do your part, and then when they're supposed to yell out I'm free, it's just more like, meow, meow. That's right. <laughs> I don't get the love I deserve. No, uh, I know. I still love I know. I, that, that, that also works with ACDC's Jailbreak. Oh, okay. With, with the with just releasing the cats and dogs yeah, and squirrels. Yeah, just release from... the parakeets and the cats. How about Phil <laughs> Lizzie's Jailbreak? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, probably, that's probably good. That's, that's actually a better song. That's pretty good. That's actually a great song. <laughs> All right. Anyone else have anything to say about Footloose before I move on? Well, the song or the album? 
the uh, well, let's just go with the song first because we are going to talk about the album in a, in a little bit. Boy, sing the song's okay. It's was. catchy. Yeah, yeah. It's a catchy song. Yep. It's a good dance it's song. It's an easy one. It's a good dance song. Stick up very quickly. Yeah, it's got, it's got yeah. a nice hook. It, it, it's basically nice. like any other Kenny Loggins song. It's very catchy, but there's nothing to it. And it exactly. The, it tells the story of the movie. Okay, let's move on. That's true. <laughs> All right. Hey, another song from a movie. Three weeks at number one, Against All Odds, parentheses. Take a look at me now, and parentheses, by Bill Collins. The funniest thing about this is that this song got nominated for best um, best song at the Academy Awards that year, and this was the year they decided that well we can't afford print, uh, have Prince perform at the Oscars. Let's not ask any of the original performers to sing any of their songs. So Anne Ranking, who is a broad she she um she was Roxy Hart in on the revival of Chicago. She sounds like a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Showed up at the Academy Awards. She was asked to sing this, and then just keep cutting to Sir Phil, like just you could you could just literally see well, the see the dark cloud forming over his head. Is oh, he a sir? Right. He ended up yeah, he is a sir yeah, now. Yeah. But he did eventually Phil get his Oscar. He didn't win for that. No, he didn't win for that. No, that um actually, well, we'll get to it a little bit because it is on our list of number ones. I still remember that one South Park episode where Phil Phil Collins the whole time he's holding his Oscar to yeah. the whole time. It's like, oh, I think these kids. Well, you know why? You know why they did that, right? Oh, I know. Because he beat them, right? For oh, yeah. best song. Right. That was the year he played. The whole time he's just holding the Oscar. And he kisses it right before they got the commercial. <laughs> now we do my song. You'll be in me. You'll be inside of me. I get it. Deep now. inside of me. <laughs> Actually, I think this still back to the song. I think that's from a movie. Hmm. I mean. He kind of threw in against all odds in there and like, exactly. it's, it's not like, foot loose, foot loose, foot loose, foot loose. It's like, he's against all odds. Oh, wait, there it is. Yep. That you'd be attracted to me is against all odds and the things. Well, the funny thing is, too, I, I know nothing about this movie against all odds. No. Everything I know about the movie came from the yeah. video. The yeah. movie yeah. Is, 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 is supposed Alex to be crap. Yeah. crap. Alex Harris is in it. Wes is. Sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler. God damn it. I like James to watch Wood all of Rachel Ward's films. James Woods is the bad, bad guy who always been the love triangle. Right. Right. That's mm-hmm. why if you remember in the video there was a triangle. Oh, yes. And it was Rachel Ward and, and then James Jeff, Woods and, and Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. Yes. My wife is for hire if you want to interpret any video. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, admit, I have to admit, I like the song. And it, it's a very emotional song. He was writing it in the middle, in the midst of his own divorce. Okay. Probably because he was probably banging some other chick. I don't know. He was divorced. He broke up his wife by a back. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and well, that and that's the song. The song is his regret 
Now, if you, if you think about that, though, back in 1983, 84, when he wrote the song, how, like, that, I mean, that is just tantamount to torture because it took, like, eight hours for a single page of facts to result. <laughs> <laughs> Dear sweet... <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> it is a dot matrix too. So <laughs> five days later. Oh, wow! The look of the, the emotional damage he did to her. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she's living on an estate and somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Well, she's doing all right. The sad, the sad part is that he was actually on NPR talking about the song. And he still regrets that the way he, he's still pining for his ex-wife. Well, like, what, 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 really? What? It's like, come on! It's been well, he he regrets years. the fact that everyone knows that. Right, I think right, 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 that's what he regrets. Look, it is dull and drab. It's the most exciting thing you've ever seen. <laughs> Just, you know what? He broke up with his wife for the facts. Is he a date? No, no. He, yeah. she wears sneakers with suits. So he's so punk rock. But he, you know, but yeah, this is the most exciting, spontaneous thing he did. Right. Unfortunately, the technology at the time didn't really allow oh, him. By the time I think he wore assless I pants think, and the Abacab. <laughs> I really can't hate him. I saw him, I saw him live with Eric Clapton. He was drumming for Eric Clapton. He's an unbelievable drummer, so. Oh, he is. Yeah. So, all right, next up. <laughs> Two weeks at number one. I really thought this song was going to last longer at number one, but Hello by Lionel. I long to see the sunlight in your hair And tell you time and time again How much I care Sometimes I feel my heart will overflow Hello I've just got to let you know Cause I wonder where you are And I wonder what you do Are you somewhere feeling lonely Or is someone loving you Tell me how to win your heart For I haven't got a clue But let me start by saying I love you This is like Hello? my favorite song of all time. Oh, it is? Is this the one where he's talking to the blind chick? Yeah. yeah. And she his makes the, student. His yeah. student. And she makes that, you know, that feel, the, the sculpture of his face. Before I even saw the video, because I did not have cable growing up, so I didn't see a lot of the videos unless it was on E6 or sometimes like Channel 56 had like an hour of videos. With Dale Dorman, I remember that. Yeah, exactly. Dale Dorman, oh, jeez. And um, so I, I did, but this one I did see on occasion, but seeing the video. I and feel like I saw the video. That was video was disturbing. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, if I saw the video, I was kind of like, eh. My favorite show. We, we, I know we've told the story before about it. I bought a hand drill to drill into <laughs> your wall. 
but when they were shooting the video, oh, yeah, yeah. and the girl makes a skull, the head, the, 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 the head bust, and he's like, this looks nothing like me, and someone's like, Lionel, she's like, supposed to be blind. Drop doing the blow. That's the whole thing, they were doing that with the VH1, I Love the 80s. Yeah. yeah, and they brought that up. Was the, they whole, brought that whole thing up. He's like, "That's because you're looking at me." Hell no, it didn't. <laughs> Actually, I think it did. I should, yeah, did. It's more like a cartoonish. Could he do that? No. I was 12. I knew what she was getting at. You know what would happen if that movie was made, that video was made now? The next, when he did like the dancing on the ceiling video, somebody would like stuck it to the ceiling with the clay sculpture that he danced around it. All right. Uh, we return to the Footloose soundtrack for two weeks at number one with Let's Hear It For The Boy by Denise Williams. Yeah. Oh, yes. Bo- yes. Yeah, that isn't a favorite in the game. God, this song. I, you know what? I never liked this song when it was popular. No, I As a 13 year old girl, I love this one too. What a great, it has a great hook, though. Great. It has it a good catch. It down, oh, down, down, down. It was stuck in my head when I was writing this list. It's going to be stuck in your head. It is. That's not my favorite song from the Footloose soundtrack. Nor is Footloose, actually. Holding out for a hero. Yeah, that's a great That's song. a good song. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that didn't hit number one on this. Actually, actually, I, I just have this vision of you like, the <laughs> videos going along and Steve Winwood's on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> With the hat flowing. <laughs> flowing hair. White horse. Mike's in the back like this. <laughs> <laughs> when I need to fall asleep. <laughs> you are not far off from your friend there. That's a sad thing. I know I'm not. <laughs> It's funny because holding up for the hero for a hero actually sounds like either a cologne or a or a cigarette ad. Well, it's always got that. It's supposed to be like that, like, you know, that, that going that music. I remember it was like in like one of the short circuit movies or something like that. They were playing it in that movie. Like, you're it was, right. It was the second one. Yeah, it is. Wait a minute, you're referencing Short Circuit too? I know. I'm Get out. <laughs> wow. Well, to be fair, they both starred on Fisher on Fisher Stevens as an Indian guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to offend anybody by doing this, am I? What's that? No, he was not. How could you not have some? He had done Cocoon by then. No goot in that one. No, the goot. No goot. Do we have anything to say about Let's Hear It For The Boy, or we just immediately go to another? Is it, really is it much so bad that. that we actually had to go to another song on the soundtrack? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not I mean, it's not a good song, but it's I've heard a lot worse. It's very yeah. representative of the era, and it reminds oh. me a lot of when I was that age and how I felt and very pure. Hey, that was a song that brought Chris Penn into his dancing moment, okay? Oh, yeah. In his gloves. It would have been funny if he got trampled by a bull. That would have made it all worse. It showed that the music was inside him all along. And that they heard it for the boy. And that boy was Chris Penn. I know it was. You know, the sad thing about Footloose is, though, is that when you watch it, especially when I watch it now and seeing Chris Penn being young and skinny, and Reservoir Dogs is one of my favorite movies. You just see how 
fat. No, he is. Mm. Cool. Compared to what he looked like in Reservoir Dogs or True Romance? Or Best of the Best. That's the whole one. He's supposed to be a martial arts. He's a martial arts. No, I think that and his massive infatuation with cocaine. Yeah, exactly. I think it was his recreational hobby at the time. All right. So, moving on, two weeks at number one, Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. Um, I don't think it was her it, best song. It, it coming no. after girls just to kind of put her on the well, scene, which is actually a really bad song, which, again, being a 13-year-old you know girl, thought it was fantastic at the time. You know what I learned very, very, very recently? That's a cover. Yes, I heard that recently, too. But Girls Are Going to Have Fun is a cover girls of an unreleased song. Where what she did was she rewrote it a little bit just to change the perspective of it being from, coming from a girl instead of a guy. But uh, stuck in the '80s played a, a co- just played a little bit of the originals. Oh, it's awful. Hmm. As opposed to the gold. But- well, yeah, exactly. Well, to be fair, if the original song was never released, you can't really call it a cover. Yeah, it's not. Right. Right. No. no, no. All right, time well, after anyway, time. Time after right. time was it's very a quick. really good follow-up to a bad song. It's kind of like the typical ballad after the poppy upbeat song. Yep. And I thought it was good. I liked the video. I think it showed her range. I still remember thinking yeah, yeah, like you... this and not knowing what the hell it meant. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it showed that she can be very diverse in her music. You go for anywhere. It's this fun, poppy, happy-go-lucky song. The song is actually pretty... She could have easily have been a one-hit wonder. And but it really did hit the video. Was, it was kind of depressing in yeah, a sense, too. Just making it hard during the video, too. It's like, it's really hard to leave my dumpy manager Dave without <laughs> You know, it's a pretty song you hear. It's like, oh, this is what Nick said. Kicks in. Yeah, <laughs> it's a wine. Oh. All right, Edith. I got to say, though, the best song on yeah. this album was right. Shebop. Oh, yeah. The song about a yeah. clipping her own mouse. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I always thought All Through the Night was actually a really good song that she had done. Yeah, it, that would have a really good range to it. Yeah, it's weird. It, whenever you think of Cindy Lauper, I always think about just her like kind of fun, kooky kind of songs. Well, well, but then she does have songs like this. But, but, the, but she gives like off the vibe. Yeah. True Colors is a really good song. She gives off the vibe of not being a serious kind of, yeah, you being kooky and like you said, being kooky. But she can really hit some serious songs if she wants to. She evolved in a good way. You know, like I said, she had a lot of fun stuff. And like I said, she went from like, girls just want to have fun, then went to time after time, then back to Shebop. You yeah. know, so it was like she kind of went back and forth a little bit. And she she mix it up. Don't forget, Goonies just want to have fun. Oh, oh God. I love that fucking song. <laughs> good enough. And don't forget, yeah, that Goonies are good enough. In her mouth at uh, in Mansfield. Yeah. <laughs> she was in Girls. Yeah, she was in Girls. Who just want to have fun. And she did a carnival line. Yeah. Out, saw out into the um, crowd, and she went uh, like that, and a pigeon just took a. <laughs> <laughs> They had to stop the show for a few minutes. So she, she's one of those artists, though, that's synonymous with the '80s. Yeah, but sure. like I've heard her interviewed on, on actually stuck on the eighties. She wanted nothing to do with talking about the eighties. Well, I'm talking about my new projects now. Oh, like when you just re <laughs> when you just rearranged uh, girls just want to have fun. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. That's like that's like telling Jello 
Jaleel White, we're not going to talk about Urkel. You know? yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, he hates. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's the same thing. You know? Why is it that every time somebody wants to talk to me, they want to talk to me about Urkel? Because that's all you're fucking known for. <laughs> Got it. Jaleel. So, Mr. White. <laughs> next up, two, uh, two weeks at number one for The Reflex by Duran Duran. I love that song when it came out. It is, and I love the band. video. I thought the video was great. I said, I yeah. love Duran Duran had so many hits, it was but just, I thought this this was like their peak. It was just a concert video, but I thought it was so cool. I mean, just the, the well, special, it's a contrived like, concert yeah. video. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, concert. I don't like that version of the song. Like you know, the one they use in the video. Yeah. Oh no, the original the original album yeah, version. Album. I like. Yeah. They don't start with that. They don't start that. It's like a little bit different, but. Um, it was almost like it was a remix, I think, yeah. in a sense. I like the original album version a lot better, but that's just my well, like Becca, to like Becca was saying earlier about uh, Culture Club. Duran Duran, I think, were terribly underrated as oh, they're, musicians. They were absolutely talented, very talented band. I don't think they were underrated. They were huge. No, I know. I think they were huge, no, I, but I don't think anybody music, gave music, them the credit as musicians. Music, 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 no, I was just saying, no. Because uh, what's his name? The bassist, um, John Taylor. John Taylor. Um, probably one. Probably I'll tell you, very underrated bassist. If you were listening to a lot of the licks he's doing, he's pretty good. Well, he's I was really saying good. to Jim, that was just a thing. Right. Do, like, do, 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 do. He starts off with that, and you can, if you're listening, always hear the song. But some yeah. people are like, I've never really listened to this before. Oh, if you no, stop and listen to that, that a lot of really fast baseline. If you put, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'd probably put him up there to John Entwistle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, wow! Until it's still alive. That's true. Mm. And dreamy. And dreamy. And very. He's still dreamy. He and Simon Lebon. Actually, it was, that it was, name. We saw him on the last. We saw them on the last tour. I'm well, very jealous of that. No, the thing is, Nick Rhodes always going to get Blue Steel going the whole time. Remember in the old video. Oh yeah, he's doing Blue Steel the whole time in that yeah. video. If you really watch it, he's just you know in that that like that gray weird sweater he wore in the video. What, what I think is funny about Simon LeBon, yeah, they, they all are. <laughs> what, I, what I think is funny about Simon LeBon is is that I think he's a very good songwriter. He's actually a very good singer. Incredible. He cracks, and they just leave it in there. He just does these. <laughs> like, and went to the ceremony in school. She does it on purpose. God, can you imagine a Duran Duran song being played over a bunch of animals in shelters? We mean a Digiroos. Yep. I saw them live. He did that. See, here was the problem. Steve Bernie, the bully, was at the house, too. He would announce it right in front of him. I'd be like, oh, God, here we go again. Just put a target on you. Oh, Andy. But you know what? 
Who was right in the long run? Bernie's favorite group was U2. No. Oh, yeah. YouTube is still worthwhile as well. Saying, you know. Not anymore. You know what? When you and I saw them, you and I saw you, Duran Duran, and they were, I thought they'd be fine. Uh, they were way better than I thought. He sounds better. Yeah. Simon LeBond's voice sounds better than when I, because I heard, you know, concerts and stuff. Like MTV, I remember you and I watched a concert on MTV before. Yeah. And he sounded good. He sounded awesome. When we heard him, and it didn't sound like any type of overmodulation, he could still hit every single note. Well, the funny thing with Duran Duran is that, I mean, outside of I think Andy Taylor, actually, none of them had drug issues. I'm uh, sure that John, they. John Taylor had drug John, issues. John, oh, he did. Yeah, okay, yeah. did not. Yeah, he well, does an autobiography. About oh, okay, where where what two thirds of the book is about his uh, addiction and rehab, yeah, and then it's finding Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, seriously, like Simon LeBond, the same woman. Yeah. Wow, Simon LeBond, you know. Didn't really do anything to harm himself. Didn't harm his they voice. They were intelligent businessmen. Absolutely. Well, they they, they, they you know, I, hate, I hate to uh, compare it to like Kiss. Yeah. Kiss. It was a business first, and it was a party second. And I think that was the same thing with Duran Duran. I think they realized that in order for them to have any type of long, you know, you know, longevity in this business, that they're going to they're going to have except for Andy Taylor. Well, I think like I said too, had to be on drugs to put out that fucking. They're album. they're they're making a new album with Roger Waters. Oh, sorry. I think '84 was probably their, probably they were one of the biggest bands in '84, hands yeah, down. Seven in the right they had Seven Ragged Tiger was a great album. Um, they released that. They released um, their concert album, Arena, at the very end of the year. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they, they, yeah, it was a very, very good year for them. Mm-hmm. That was their peak. I think it was their peak year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At the top, there was Mark Ronson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mark Rio was yeah. Yeah. Just, Rio was really the uphill right Actually, there. No, Mark Ronson was dead. Dead. They didn't release anything until ninety one, ninety two. Oh yeah, come undone. The come undone yeah. and uh, ordinary world. Those were yeah. 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 All right. There's a guy named Mick Ronson who was. Um, yeah. Mick Ronson was uh, Bowie's guitarist. He's dead. Is, he probably, is there another Ronson? Yeah, looking it up. Fred Ronson. He works yeah, in New Ronson, Jersey. Shecky Ronson. Samantha Ronson, the DJ that was involved with Lindsay Lohan. Oh. I think that's Mark. All right, look that up. We'll move on to the next uh, song here. Five weeks at number one, When Doves Cry by Prince. Always killed me about that song. You're right. There is no bass line to it. There's no bass line. It's, just, it's all synth. Well, it's so now you go back. It's now go back. It's all synth. It's the guitar and the drums. Too, you hear it. I mean, because it's just it's so rhythmic and there's yeah. no bass. That's that, that's amazing to me. The, but, is, I mean, well, the whole song you know being to end is that first section huh? because it kind of gets split up. The song kind of gets split up almost in a sense. 
Like, if you ever listen, like, on, like, Sirius Satellite Radio, they don't play, like, the whole song. They kind of, like, cut it off It's amazing. at one point. It's amazing that it has no bass because Prince takes pride in playing all the instruments on right. his albums. So it's like, excuse you. So, so it, it's, it's, I'm surprised there's no bass to it. I mean, okay. That's right. It must have been Mick Ronson then. But, yeah, no, Joe, you're right. Um, <clears throat> Prince owned this year. What? Prince absolutely yeah. owned. Oh, yeah, he, he, had, he had a movie. You know, he had the album. He, yeah, he had the album. He still had stuff coming out from uh, from 1999 right. at this point, too. Um, Dr. Fink was still in the band. Actually, you know what? If Prince announced tomorrow that he was going to re, you know, he's just going to um, reunite Revolution. And by Revolution, I mean this lineup of Revolution. So Dr. Fink, Wendy and Lisa, and the two penciled uh, mustachioed rhythm section guys. The, the, I, I would be I the first the in clones. line. The I would be totally be. Oh, I know. Guess who's gonna be friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the after years. <laughs> but this, I mean, it's I, a great I, song. Yeah, this is a great. Just great remember, song. Purple Rain also gave us one of the other greatest bands in the world, Morris right Day and the Time, baby. Right. But I think we gotta wait till next year to actually. We talk do. About I'm just saying, if it, it did give us them though. So I mean, they were in the movie too. They were. This is such a unique. Graffiti Bridge later, which is the sequel. Well, I remember hearing it. I remember them saying it. I think they were gonna it. And as a kid, you're not advanced in your thinking. Right. You usually think it's just going to sound like everything that was on 1999, and it's completely... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Th this is one of the most unique songs of the entire age. It 80s. blew my mind. It's almost... Yeah, I mean... And it's almost yeah. kind of sort of a concept album, but not yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's almost like experimental. Yeah, it's, yeah. Almost, it's almost a musical-slash-concept yeah. album, because it's almost like a little bit of both. Um, because then you get like "Let's Go Crazy," yeah. and you get a lot of yeah. other songs. But that was this, one of his. That was again a peak album. This song, I mean, this song also just proves what a great just lyricist yeah. he is as mm -hmm. well. I mean, uh, there's always that Simpsons gag when they went to uh, Shelbyville and Millhouse met in the other Millhouse. <laughs> this is what it sounds like when doves cry. <laughs> well, this album really cemented his reputation as an all-around musician. Yeah, as a songwriter. Yeah. As somebody who can play all, like you said, you can play all the instruments. He was Jay-Z before Jay-Z. That's yeah. true. Mm -hmm. Corporation. Mind-blowing. Sadly, the thing that sticks out most in this video is when they have, like, the, you know, the, the mirror image yep. thing. So oh, it's yeah. like, you, you see, yeah, you see half of it, and then they just have the mirror image on the other half. And there's that one pit where he's, like, doing the leg splay dance. And then he moves his legs in, and it just looks like he has an enormous penis hanging down. <laughs> and then it goes back to legs, then back to penis and, and legs again. he's 5'2". Yeah. Huh? No, not at all. Not at all. The video's, like, almost in two halves, right? One's, like, an art to him getting out of, like, a... Oh, and, yeah, exactly. Over that book. And then... You know what? It also made me realize, too, that he's a kick-ass guitarist. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, he is one of the best guitarists in the world. Yeah, this one of my Well, I think Let's uh, Go Crazy, you know, actually, let's go crazy let's really showed up those guitar skills. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. did, but, but yeah, I mean, the this outro, is a the outro song. Oh, no. Yeah. The solo and uh, Let's Get Go Crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Becca asked me an interesting question. Did this win the Oscar for Best Song? It did not, but Prince did win an Oscar for Best Song Score. I think it was the last year the Oscars ever... Did I, I don't even I really don't know what the criteria was, but the shit that settles in the crevices of his mind. Yep, <laughs> I think it's the last time they ever awarded that. By the way, this day I've never sat through all of. You know what, Jim? Movie. That shit is yeah. golden. So that was awarded for a movie. That was awarded oh, for the movie for Prince making. Yeah. yeah, got him an Oscar. The songs that no. are in the score. Exactly. Oh, okay. I think I think they were probably gonna cancel that 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 category the year before, but then they saw it and like we gotta get Prince something for this. Yeah, exactly. Well, 
Uh, well, we're getting to it. Yeah. We're getting yeah. to it. By the it's way, uh, don't forget, later on, we got oh, God, Purple Rain the Musical starring Luther Campbell, Jim. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the award goes, and the award, this year's award for the category, five foot one black man who likes to lick his fingers in his, guitar, in his um, videos. Prince gets it again. Although it was an upset last year when Bob Seger won. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they cut to him, he's just just sitting there, just with that look. He just he was a sex symbol. Yeah. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Yes, he oh, was. was. No, he thought he was, and he kind of exuded sex. But I can tell you, that uh, no, uh, he got more ass than a toilet no, seat. No, no, no. But I can tell you, of like being a of the generation that did it. Did it wasn't wasn't he in, wasn't he enough to convert Sheena E into like. You know, born again. Yeah. No, no, it was vanity. Yep, into a born again no. Christian. And, and the him. guitar player, the guitar player from 1999 with like the kamikaze headband, yeah. also converted to Christianity. After, <laughs> after Prince is like, you know what, we're done. But yeah. he has too, I've heard. Who? Oh, I'm sure Prince is. Like, yeah. Some of his songs He's put out a new gospel record. How can judge us? Leave me standing. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> No, it'd be more more along the lines of like Cartman's eye. Hey Jim, what's next? Good time. Kneel before you, Jesus, and feel your salvation. I love my face. That's a Prince. Yeah. Well, the next song is a very good one. Oh yes, it is. Oh, by the way, let's introduce. This is the first time we've ever talked about this song ever on Geek Salad. Three weeks at number one, Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. Very, very sarcastic. This had, no, this was on our Halloween uh, yeah. Yeah. music list as well. Yes. Probably one of the all-time greatest soundtrack songs. It is. Hands down. Yeah. If well, that was sued of. by Huey Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Just the yeah. Background. Which also is in that I Want a New Drug, which is the song yeah. completely ripped off. Yeah. Number yeah. 55 of the year. Number one. But originally, a one of your drugs was supposed to be your happy huge cock. Right. <laughs> well, then they were his directing company said, "Yeah, we can't really do that." Yeah. yeah. The song's definitely a good ad for the movie. Though. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, it kind of well, kind of beat you, kind of, kind of beat you over the head with yeah. with what the movie is. Well, and if you it's think about this song, though, and you had all the cameos. If you think about like the the perfect storm too, this got heavy rotation on MTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So essentially, this song. Was not only commercial just for Ray Parker Jr., but for the movie Ghostbusters itself. Because yeah, right. yeah. before that, Ray Parker only had "I'm in love with the other woman." <laughs> I love that song. Because he was fine. That's a great song. I love that song. So she blew his mind. What do you think he meant by that? I. Uh, the Colt. He got so excited <laughs> when he saw it. You thought it was about the joke. I <laughs> did. Stan Parker Jr. It's, has another song. Number it's all about sex with you, isn't it? I still can't get over loving you. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't know that song. The oh, other yeah. hit. That was before he had the uh, like the, the Jerry Curl going. 
Really? Well, it's also 1984. Let me get a little more of the Afro. I do find it funny that... Immediately, immediately after Ghostbusters was released, he put out his best of Chartbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Ghostbusters songs, showed up. Right? I seriously think Ghostbusters showed up three side times. A. Side A and Side B, and then to close it out, bonus track, yeah. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, other song. Ghostbusters, other song. Ghostbusters, other song. Ghostbusters. I wonder if the record exempt for Europe and <laughs> Ray Parker Jr. said, look, you both just put out greatest hit records. Let's tour! Yeah. <laughs> we only came here for one song. Let's not pretend you're here for anything else, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, next up, three weeks at number one, uh, What's Love Got to Do With It by Tina Turner. That it's only the thrill of boy It's physical, only logical. You must try to ignore that and be for that. Oh, what's love got to do? Got to do with it. What's love but a second-hand emotion? What's love got to do? Got to do with it. Could be in parentheses. Go blow yourself, Ike. <laughs> <laughs> What's love but second-hand emotion? That's a great song. This is a great song. That's a great album. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that was Tina Turner's, like, breakout, mm. you know, post cycle. This was her return. Her return, yeah. This was, like, I Am Back. Dancer, right? Yeah. Private Dancer is an excellent album. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, you know, the the best part about this, though, is that at this time she was touring with the shirtless... uh buff saxophone player too oh, sexy saxophone because that's just the best look in the world <laughs> oh no the wind <laughs> he walks with a traveling fan <laughs> was that John Hamm did that in Santa Live I was dying during that that dude showed up in the Lost Boys he did, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah when all these like punk rockers and headbangers are like getting down to that dude that, that is, all punk rockers love saxophone solos who well, they all, well they also apparently loved Aerosmith's Walk This Way <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah. No, seriously, this is a really, really good album, and this song, yeah, you know, overall, yeah, overall, you want to talk about a song that held up thirty years later? Oh yeah, especially after the movie, which you know, if you guys want my, in, yeah, if you guys want my interpretation of that movie, it's simply this: I'll be playing the part of Ike Turner, my hand will be playing the part of Tina Turner. You ready, <laughs> bitch? Bitch, 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 bitch. And we officially crossed over. Soda. Did you see it was a Chris Rock show? He's talking about Ike. They have like the book of rules. Ike Turner's rules. Rule number one. Shut up. Rule number two. That's it. Shut up. And she's beyond Thunderdome. Oh, God. Oh, God, Beyond Thunderdome. You cannot get beyond Thunderdome. Come back to me when you're beyond Rangoon, okay? That's you know, talking about breaking through like a boogie loop. Boogie loop. Boogie loop. Boogie loop. No, but Thunderdome <laughs> is another one that keeps getting used yep. sequels. Yep, and that's like that. true. But no, no one else but us dare to use the uh, Destruction of Jared's Sin as a subtitle. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who came up with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. About what, five people know that is? <laughs> we've done about ten songs so far. Most of them have spent multiple weeks at number one. 
This is the only number one hit on this entire list we're going to talk about that only spent one week in the top spot. It's Missing You by John Waite. it's safe to say that none of these other artists ever went on a tour to sing in a Borders bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a member, there's somebody in this room who went to it. I'm not mentioning any names, but I'm just going to look at the party and whistle. I was dragged to that by Jenny. Come on. Yeah, that's what happened. No, I, I, I wanted to go to the Asian one. John Wade won. Jenny's like, we come with this and final go. And yet we came right on the same cooking department. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. And the most part was there was one guy, a fan with a John Wade shirt on. I just have this vision of like tripping over some poor girls trying to stock the shelves. Oh, no, no, stepping over that stack, the, 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 stack the one. Trust me, he made the edge one look good. No, he was stocking the shelves in between his gigs. Because he yeah. had, like, no, he had, like, a scene on it. Did he really? I mean, at least, at least the other guys brought instruments. <laughs> <laughs> he had nothing. He had, like, a microphone. He just had, like, a little thing. We should put the it sounds like the minister for the Lighthouse Congregation. Good little cassette player. Oh my Jenny, dragged, song, Jenny dragged me to that one. Yeah. It is. A, I, I do like the song. It's one of the ones in the rotation for the 80s. You hear it People talking. That's his other song there. Um, change. Yeah, change. change. That's a good song, too. Actually, I think Change is a better song than this one. I do, too. But I think we have to let John Waite go because, well, we well, got to go back to Prince. We do. Uh, two weeks at number one. Let's go crazy. Great song. Of best I still Absolutely. get a chill when I hear that song. It is such an awesome song. What's yeah. mm. oh. that beginning? Do you love it? You know, just that whole like, every whole song, in the part of that song. And that song is just you know, it's like almost every song in Purple Rain is broken up into three acts. Right. This song is the same thing. You have that first one. Do you love it? I don't use this terminology for song. It's majestic. It is. Oh, it just has so many levels to it. The guitar solo is awesome. The backing vocals are awesome. Everything just oh. Prince is once in once in a lifetime. And it's and you know what? It's just such no, a happy. No, that was the Talking Heads. <laughs> it's just such a happy song that you want to like. You know, there's nothing. Which is exciting. About it. It's, it's exciting. It's just an exciting song. You just get there. Just gets you pumped up. Well, it's That's impossible it to hate the song. The funny thing is, if you've ever seen Purple Rain, uh, because and you were sorry if you did. Yeah. <laughs> 
The, because, now we know why the doves cry. Because Morris Day at the time of the big uh, of the big act at the club that so they like play the at. Like the riot. Like the riot. They actually take the lyrics to this and make fun of Prince with it. They're just like you know, singing the song jokingly. It's like, yeah, this song sucks. It was a tour de force in, uh, performance by Jerome Benton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holding that mirror, you know. Nobody can hold the mirror like Jerome. <laughs> exactly. God, not even the dude from Frankie Goes to Hollywood who just held the uh, tambourine and didn't do anything else. He held the light, the flashlight. Oh, that's right, he did hold the flashlight. He's a break. He's like a sheep farmer in New Zealand. I had heard that this song was supposed to be God, like the it, elevator, elevator supposed to be the devil. I wouldn't the be surprised. I wouldn't, oh. And that's why it starts with Daily Beloved. Yeah. This is... I would like to see him do it live. I bet him doing it live, it would be... Intergalactic. I would love to see that solo live. Well, he I don't do that. The thing though is, like, he doesn't play his big stuff anymore. I guess. Actually, uh, I think he started doing. My sister saw him a few years ago, and it was like it was on a greatest hits package. Oh, so he did all that. He's yeah. This, he probably doesn't. You know, he's, I mean, he's not fooling himself that all you know all like thirty of his hard hard hardcore fans are going to be there. <laughs> it's only symbol enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck this new power generation bullshit. <laughs> Who the cares about Sheena Easton's sugar wall? Get out of here. That is straight up. Put it That's up. about a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> you know which song I'm actually amazed didn't chart higher from Purple Rain, though, was the title track. I think that's the best song on the album. It's a great song. Right. It's a good song. But it's a very different... It's funny. Like I said, every song on that album is very, very different. Right. You know, you've got, like, you know, you know, When Doves Cry had kind of more of a... Tribal. I wouldn't, yeah, try, yeah, yeah, I would say that. Then you got Let's Go Crazy, just the song just it's pumped up. And then Purple Rain is really just the power ballad. It, it's of funny, that too. The closest thing to a Prince, like an actual, like, stereotypical Prince song on there is Darling Nikki. And that's okay. it. Is that the one with the two, um, guitarists and the keyboards have a, le- have a lesbian scene? In it? Uh, no, that's, uh, Computer Blue. Oh. I remember listening to that for the first time, like, Girls and girls together? What's happening? Oh, the endless possibilities. Is, I like it. <laughs> You're disgusting. God, Joe. I just hit my, I hit this against that, and it felt good. <laughs> <laughs> that feels good. <laughs> so, all right. Actually, we talk, we keep talking about Sheena. Yeah, I think at this point, he was actually with Apollonia. Ooh. Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't know he was actually with her. Are you are you kidding me? He was with everybody. Yeah. I think like Sheila E. I think Sheila Yeah, well I think Sheila E is like fifteen years older than Prince and I think he probably banged her as well. Oh, he did. Just came out with a biography and Oh jeez, okay. I think that was expected. If wow. you became one of his ingenue, you you had yeah. to give yeah, you know, it, Prince it, a ride on the hobby horse. You know, <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> The more pertinent question is who didn't he bang? I mean, seriously. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I got a list here, and that's... that's it, it, it'd be fashion for you to tell me who he didn't uh, bang. Yeah. You know who he didn't bang? Uh, former 60s comedian actor Shecky Green. I don't think oh, okay. he <laughs> No, no, he's in, oh. on the list. <laughs> he's oh. just that smooth. <laughs> he's going to have to be, I guess, huh? All right, so let's move on. Becca was asking this question earlier. What did win the best... Uh, that song Oscar that year. Three weeks at number one. I just called to say I love you by Stevie that? Wonder. The woman in red. No April rain. No flowers bloom. No wedding Saturday within the month of June. But what 
The exactly. title song didn't win the Oscar? Nope. Wow. That's very anticlimactic. It is. That is anticlimactic. This is... It's, I think it's his most boring song. Thank you. It's, it's just Pavel. Thank you, thank you, thank absolute Pavel. And, and it was on the Cosby show, too. This is... The problem, I had, with, the problem that I had with that Jamming song on the one. is that my mom loved it. Absolutely loved it. Oh. Now, my mom had That this, was the demographic, though. My mom, the thing is, my mom, has a, my mom has a thick Spanish accent. <laughs> And when she sings songs, she doesn't know all the words. <laughs> so she knows those words. No, she didn't. <laughs> Being driven around by my mom singing, you know. No harvest moon and It's like, you know what, mom? I'm going to get rid of my accent. <laughs> I'll tell you, no, man, if she starts singing part-time lover, then you're really in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a lousy song, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Stevie Wonder, it's, like I said, you know there's a segment of the population who will come find you. Yeah. If you say anything about Stevie. Well, 1970. Some people even try hard to defend some of those. 1970. You'll be hard pressed to find someone as great and as talented as 1970s Stevie Wonder. You really would be. Music in the key of life. It wasn't that he wasn't talented in the 80s, it was just he just didn't put out great, he just put out stuff, I think he was just kind of. Feeding to the man. I like, just yeah. called to say I've given up. I don't generally like to play devil's advocate that often, but here's what I'm going to say. Oh, that's a lie. Stevie, you're right. Stevie Wonder, <laughs> bad Stevie Wonder is better than a lot, like 85% of stuff out there. Well, absolutely. He yeah. is so but that, but incredibly that, But that's the thing, talented. though. That's what makes it hard. Through. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who comes? Do you like I, this song? It's not my favorite. It's not Superstition. It's certainly not superstition. No, it's not. It's not. It's not even part-time lover. But the lyrics, the lyrics that he writes are so pretty. I'm gonna make tinkles in my pants. All right. All right. While you're doing that, let's move on to two weeks at number one. Caribbean Queen. No more love on the run. Can I just say I would take? I just call to say I love you like a million times over the ocean. Oh no. No. Really? You know what? Mike likes it, the state rest. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're going to diss Billy Ocean? He, he opened up Live Aid, lip syncing, yes. and then the track got <laughs> But it on we just saw. He was so he did something. We saw something recently on each one's class. It was a few years old. He looked like he was, Predator, he was, but so what? He had dreadlocks oh, around his head, and it was, they were gray, and he was sweating like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> he was singing. He sounded good. And he's what? 
almost 70, probably. Probably. Oh, the Golden gets tough. Guess what happens? Yeah, no, baby, the top gets going. That's not a good song. But this no. song, I like. This album, suddenly, that was that album. Was oh, good. Billy, I next to the Pacific and the Indian Ocean, you're my favorite ocean. Actually, I got to say, I, you know what Billy Ocean can really make his comeback? If he comes back, does like a CBS sitcom where he plays an ironic real-life version of himself <laughs> as somebody's neighbor. <laughs> it's like James Vanderbeek's neighbor is Billy Ocean. Next to the ocean. That's the thing. <laughs> this week on The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> hey, we got Billy Ocean living next to us. Yes, I know. Hey, guys, hurry up. I have my, my shift at Arby's. Hey, that's mine. I know. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. You know what, though? You didn't say Zach Efron. It's Oceanside Department. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. But <laughs> this is, I mean, yeah, it's, I don't really care too much for this song, but it's one of his best songs. Yeah. Out of, like, all of his, his yeah. greatest hits package. It's like being the biggest pygmy. <laughs> exactly. I never knew you were so anti No, but I'm just saying, I mean. Well, I, I guess you have to re-examine this marriage people, now. I love Stevie Wonder. And, I love Stevie Wonder, too, but that song's horrible. He should not have received the Oscar over um, When Doves Cry or Let's Go Crazy. Ghostbusters or Against All Odds. Or Scumdogs of the Universe. Oh, okay. That's the Mom Jeans demo, okay? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, actually, this is why we bring Rebecca in. Uh Three weeks at number one. Rebecca, do you want to tell us what the song is? It's Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. By whom? By Wham. All right. Again. Let's add a chair to both. Yeah. I got a fool, all the girls I'm not gay. Because <laughs> <laughs> they want to bang, 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 but. Uh, I'm still getting. <laughs> oh, the sparks will fly in the ether. Oh, oh God. No, she no. knows what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I went to go see. I love my wife. I went to go see. George. Hey, at least Andrew is still straight. <laughs> he has no choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I have to say, as of now, and 24 care for it that much. Anymore. Holy crap! What is last Christmas? Well, Careless Whisper will always be my favorite band, even though we just discussed. Had a great sax solo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, but Wham Rap is actually your favorite Wham song. <laughs> I am a man. But I think this was. I mean, if I put myself back into 1984 popular song, I loved it. I love the video. I love the whole thing, the whole package, and that's what it was. They were. But <laughs> <laughs> you can't go to the pants. No problem. There was a. Um, yeah, you choose life shirts. Yeah. There was like no, one of those I mean, those BuzzFeed quizzes that was making the rounds on Facebook. It was like 
how well do you know um, the song based on one shot of the video? Oh. <laughs> and I, you know, I was taking the thing. And the only thing that actually has a motion gif on oh, there is Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, go, where they get like two two women and uh, George Michael and the other one. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew Ridgely. Son of Albert. And... Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Um, and they're like they're doing their dance, and I swear to God, one of their dicks is flopping out somewhere <laughs> in that gift. It just like bounces out from back in. Their shorts were so short. They were very short. Oh. And they were wearing gloves too. Is it, did they make up their mind? Were they hot? Were they cold? Take a look at the Chattahoochee Canal. <laughs> they like in the video. They go from like the white choose like outfits, yeah. like the, the pastel outfits. The and of course, you got Andrew Ritchie wearing like you know the hat with like the two French little flaps on the back. You know, oh. the French Andrew's gonna do whatever he's told. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I remember reading the review of the Son of Albert uh, release. And they said that there are probably some technicians that, like roadies, that actually had more um, influence on the uh, success of Wham than Andrew originally did. <laughs> yeah. I was like, everything she wants is a good song, but I know that's it's a great more. song. Actually, I think that's, that's probably their best, best song. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's the same album, but yeah. this is the one that introduced American audiences to Wham, you know. I'm speaking as one of those. Yeah. It, it drew it. Definitely did what it was supposed to do. We were talking about earlier about with Van Halen running yeah. in a new. Yeah. I mean, this was yep. what it did. Mm -hmm. It was meant to do that. Yep. Um, but if you actually look into this, and I think even my husband will back back me up on this, George Michael is a very good songwriter. And next, yep. he's got a very pleasant voice. Once you well, not so much anymore. It kind of sounds like the ashtray. Oh so, God. Unfortunately, <laughs> but um, Father figure it's is another, a brilliant song. Right. It's another. If you go beneath the persona that they put particularly in this video and which is why a lot of that stuff um, <laughs> as he's driving around in his Bentley exactly yeah, getting no, pulled over no I know I agree so anyway that's, that's my commentary on that, oh. that they don't get enough to get made fun of a lot so. well it's because the first thing you think of is bubblegum pop and then right it goes, you know they, they did have some subcontext these guys are real I mean it's funny too because obviously George Michael is still you know it, He's relevant. He, he had a very yeah very relevant career these he's guys are really only around for like a year Right. In the you US. think about it, in the U.S. Yeah, they were only around from like '84 yeah, to '85. On the US Did they release a follow-up album after Make It Big? Or yeah, it, was called, it was called. Well, here it was called Music Edge of Heaven. Okay. But in the U.K. it was called Wham. Because they knew. They knew they were All right, and, Andrew. I hope you save the money. <laughs> but on that album, they brought in, uh, for example, Last Christmas, which hadn't been on an album before. Okay. It had been out for over a year. Like that video. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till the reality of uh of his revelation is gonna tumble upon her like a like so many uh, unsold copies of Son of Albert. <laughs> Your brother told you. Yep. Several times. No, they were successful. He's still very relevant. He is a very good song, and I saw him. And he actually put on a very good show. It's the closest I've ever been to the artist at a concert at any time, <laughs> 17th row or something like that. Uh, wow. Have I been close to Motley Crue? Nah. Nope. Nope. Uh, <laughs> dink. I mean, I, I want to see the... Can you see that from a distance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. You want to do Nicky's six-fall. Why don't you be afraid of the hep C? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get close enough, Jim. Just, yeah, just be in, in the proximity of the... That's like being in the splash zone of, like, you know, the Bohemian group. <laughs> All right, so next up, two weeks at number one, Out of Touch by Holland Oates.
music and concert we went to. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a great show. You shouldn't see yeah. my shirt. I didn't, I didn't wear his either. No. No, okay. I love this song. This is song. The album this came song. off of, though, is one of the worst titled albums ever. Big Bang Boom. I also had Method of Modern Love. That was great. That was probably my favorite song. That's actually how oh, I learned how to spell method of and modern and love. Just kind of like Gwen Stefani taught me how to spell bananas properly. Remember, like in the Out of Touch video, like the guys with the big, huge, giant drum, like doing yeah. this, and they're stuck in like they the big bass. Yes, yes, they do. By the big drum. Yeah, and then GE Smith comes out and makes it look like it's really impossible to play like three notes. <laughs> you know what I think? Face. It's just like. When you think of them, it's just like hook, hook, hook. hook, yep. hook. Yeah. Every song has this great hook to it. And Out of Touches, no. This is touches. probably in my top five of Hollow Out songs. Oh, great. This is a great song. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would say it's two behind um, I Can't Go For That. I, I was, was going to say that's. Bass line and, absolutely. And rock yeah. history. What about Private Eyes? That's in there. Up there. Yeah. That's, that's definitely, I think that would also be in my top five if I had a. I just remember the video. They like stuck them in a bass drum and they rolled them off the stage. Well, yeah. <laughs> and they flattened them. They had like the flat like you know versions of them. Like they put them up like with, with their faces, kind of like poking yeah. through it. Unfortunately, the dialogue after that was well, you know, John got flattened. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> was a statue. Oh, yeah, that's Daryl. Daryl looks yeah. like no, the father. <laughs> well, and John still had the mustache. Do you well, think in at a concert he'll ever present John Oates like he did to Simba? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A little boy with the afro and the stash. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that um, you know that show that uh, Daryl Hall has on now where he fixes up old houses. Yeah, yeah. I love Facebook, the I love the commercials that they have for that. Hi, I'm Daryl Hall. I've been a rocker for over almost fifty years, and for thirty of those years, I've also enjoyed restoring old houses. What? <laughs> <laughs> Say what? <laughs> You lie, Daryl. You lie. <laughs> you lie. Meaning he paid people for restoring. Daryl ain't restoring nothing. Yeah. Well, he he did by the looks of his face. He had some of that restored. Well, I gotta say though, I mean, I do like watching live from Daryl's house because true. he does get some good. But the only part I can't take though is when they sit around around they go around the round table and it's enforced. I think there's somebody with a gun behind the artist <laughs> saying, "You need to tell Daryl how much he influenced you." I'm sorry, Paul Stanley. You just have to. All right. So final, final number one hit. There were 20 of these things. So this is number 20 on the list of number one hits from 1984. Ended out the year two weeks at number one, Like a Virgin by Madonna. Yeah, that, that ship sailed a long time ago. She looks like a Slim Jim now. Yeah. <laughs> Her creepy golem arms. Oh, my God. This is a really good song, though. 
was very good album. Um, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, actually, actually this is her best. I, I think this is her best album. This and Like a Prayer are her best albums. Uh, I think this is better than Like a Prayer. I like this. Yeah, no, I thought the second, like, <laughs> no, when she came out later, like, you know, like, Live Slap Bonita, like, I don't know, but no. But uh, going back to this, um, I wasn't really a huge fan of Like a Virgin. That was a great album at the time. Yeah, yeah. and I think it solidified as, because she was. Oh, playing. that that turned her into the megastar. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of funny. I mean, she had the song Borderline and yeah. Lucky Star before yeah. that. And it was yep. kind of like, oh, she could have easily died Holiday. out. Yeah. Yeah, she could yeah. have just been another She could have easily died out. And then this yeah. album solidified it, and she came out and did the. She, persona like a virgin then know, she did the mtv the thing which by the way was 30 years ago this year yeah. that they did that and i guess that the vmas they didn't even mention it and the vmas were still oh, good yeah they they, they made no they, it was like they almost have like a corporate order out probably saying do not mention the madonna thing from 30 years ago why we don't mind you yeah, talking about madonna don't talk about 30 they don't want to they don't want to make it sound like they're that old they don't remind people actually show well, VMAs exactly that they said they used to give a shit about music. Well, at this point, the VMAs are pretty much the epitome of crap in music. Yeah, it's just it's, awkward. All you're missing yeah, is Ryan Seacrest, like, basically just you know shooting a blow on basically everybody at that point, saying, "Hey, this is you know." <laughs> wow, Mike. I'll tell wow. you. But tell you everything. You're putting. Well, I'm not reading fluffing out of again. <laughs> yeah, this is the guy, the racist guy next to me. <laughs> <laughs> me? No, but seriously. Wow. Yeah, well. No, but seriously though, you watch it. It's like everything. It's like anything he put his name on was like things that got popular. It's usually a lot of crap. So. No, I don't disagree about. But. Well, you you used out. to get. But are we sitting around here being old farts? But we're right. <laughs> uh, and it used to be Prince, and you get Pearl Jam and Poison. Now you get the fat derelict mom from Teen Mom 2, yeah. and Neve, the guy with all the chest hair from Catfish. See, the problem with the, the problem with the VMAs is it's like just Catfish. all pop music. Oh, yeah. the problem with the pop the problem with the VMAs is I'm not gonna go too much into it, but I'm just saying it's it's just all pop music. There's no yeah. other genres but pop music, and that's it. <laughs> And that's where I think the big problem is. It turned her into a cultural. Everybody knows. Yeah. It turned her into a culture shaping icon she, she, that influenced all forms of pop culture. Well, she, she, she became a band, band no, she, she wanted to rule the world, and she, she did. became the standard for female artists. Still to this day, she's right. the standard. By yeah. I agree. All Absolutely. those poor people in I Indonesia making those jelly braces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you look at her, like I said, look at the outrageous outfit she has. I mean, she's also very talented, but those outfits, those outfits helped elevate her even further into those. Things. You know, you know, they helped get her songs well, off the ground. She was the consummate showman. Yes. Yeah. Well, you got to go, or are you talking about Madonna? Madonna. Yeah. Madonna is, and she evolved is, a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, you can tell the difference between, like, a bird through blue and the next album. It was a very different album. Right. Very different album. Right. Very, she's much more nasally. Right. She, she, she was a consummate showman, and she understood the people's taste for, at the, you know, at the different periods of her of her career. She's like Bowie. Yeah. And she's like you, too. I know when they have stayed relevant. Mm -hmm. Well, that's kind of the lesson that should be taken away from any of these artists that came out around this time. If you don't evolve, you're going to become you're going to become a trivia question. You're, you're going to become, become, you're going you're become, become the headline ad. Right. You're going to become Kajagugu. Kajagugu. Because I remember watching there, like, I think, uh, Where Are They Now?, and the band members just implored Lamal, please, let's just do a, um, let's just evolve like Duran Duran. Let's get away from the teeny bopper thing. Lamal's like, no, we're good here. <laughs> Kasha Gugu's going to be around forever. Ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> now he's working at Captain Skimpy's Fried Fish. Dishes. Oh. Ironically, he was the one that sang the theme song to the never-ending story. What? what? No, that was Lamal. No. That was Lamal, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lamal is the Kajagoogers. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Which is ironic yeah. because that wasn't the story of his career. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The main problem I have with uh, with this song is not the song itself. Is that all the uh, all those like teeny boppers that watch this the, the, the watch wannabes? This, yeah. Yeah, they all became wannabes and they just became annoying as all. Yeah. No, no, no. He's not the like version. Oh, Madonna. Was that yeah. Madonna? yeah. 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 Oh well. Yeah. I mean, look, that we, we're not right treading right. new ground here. This no. has been too long. Yeah. All right, so again, we do as we always do. We take it to Twitter and um, Facebook, and uh, our good buddy Steve Ape Cod brought up a few things about 1984. Uh, so he writes, "Let's see, I was seven, so Weird Al Yankovic in 3D was in the top of my list." Yep, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> also, peak year time for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did a lot. Of, he took a lot of the greatest hits there and did a lot of great parodies. Actually, that one had beat it. Eat it. Eat yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, of course, I eat it. Right. Brian McKaiser. And there was, yeah. uh, I think, the uh, Greg Kins, I Lost Some Jeopardy. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, what was it? I'm trying to think. It wasn't, I was in was like 84, but you know, it did come out. That stuff came out during that time. So that was a great album. Yeah, it was. Steve also brings up that at some point that summer, his friend Keith Martin uh, corrupted my youth by showing up at my house with Metallica's Ride the Lightning. This got a lot of mentions on my Facebook feed. Ride the Lightning? Dude? Ride the Lightning, wow. yeah. Honestly, I mean, you're you're a bigger Metallica fan than I am. Is this their best album? One of. I don't think it is, but I, I think it's right up there. All right. I think From the Bell from from when the Bell Tolls is probably my one of my favorite Metallica. It's got Crazy Death, it's got Fade to Black, it's got <sighs> Fade to Black's a good song. Uh, Fade to the Black's Lightning, probably the best song they ever put out. Fight Fire with Fire. Yep. Call it Cthulhu. 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 Keep going. All right. So, but it was funny when when um Steve and uh, Keith brought up Metallica because this, essentially the second they hashtagged Metallica on there, I got six, no less than six Metallica Twitter feeds following me on Facebook now. I mean on Twitter rather. It's like wow, still huge. Oh, Metallica, absolutely, the yeah, absolutely. Their fans are hardcore. And I've seen them four or five times, man, and they put a stick. Every time they're awesome. Yeah, they still rank up there. I mean, I haven't seen them live in over 25 years, but they still rank up as one of the best shows I've ever seen live. Well, you know, it's funny, you know, and, and I, I, it was actually pleasing to see that people talk about Ride the Lightning because really Metallica broke during Injustice for All. That's when they became mega stuff. Yeah, well, that's when they finally hit MTV. Right, right. But yeah, no, this is a great, this is a fantastic album. This is the one where, this is the tour that um, Cliff Burton was killed on, was it? No. Well, he had recorded Master of Puppets. Like, yeah, Master of Puppets. He died on Master of Puppets. Okay. Yeah. 
uh, with the master. He died in Sweden. I think it was one was probably the son that really got them off. Yeah, the that's ground. Injustice for All. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that was the son that really got them off. Oh the no, it is. Right, and then they became huge when they did the Black album. But yeah, yeah, that's what that was a good album. Their Kestrel one's excellent. Oh, which one? The uh, S and M. The one they do the whole like the full orchestra, full orchestra. I gotta admit, I love the sound of when when bands do that. Yeah, I love when they have a full orchestra behind oh, them. Oh, same here. Love it. So, uh, anyone have any any Facebook feedback you want to bring up? I have one person, um, a fellow friend of mine. She wrote Michelle. She wrote um, talking about somebody's watching me by Rockwell. Oh God! There's <laughs> 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 a few songs here. I got a few things we can look at. We can I'll talk about later. But um, that was that was like a big hit back in the day. Like I said, oh. you know, the one Rockwell tune that nobody really wanted to watch him. Right. Well, actually, thank you, Lucky Sperm Club. Yep. <laughs> Todd in the Shadows on YouTube does this. Um, Thing about one hit wonderland yep. and you were talking about someone's always watch you know whenever he does this the one hit wonder usually has like this little thing was did they deserve better and he'll kind of go into this explanation well maybe not better but you know they didn't deserve to be one hit whatever yeah did they he did rockwell deserve better absolutely not <laughs> no. he got he got that clap because he was family that was pretty absolutely in most that song that's michael jackson doing the uh, the main yeah yeah exactly Exactly, because you hear that part, because he's just basically just talking about, it's what you like to do, you know. Which I also think is popular because it's singing. Because it's singing. Rockwell, we know you can't sing, but you're in pretty good shape. We're just going to have you shower through half this thing, and we'll make it look good. Hey, just okay, do me a favor. Just don't wash your jerry curl, and you're good just, to go. Yeah, just don't wash your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. All right. So J- I, had, I had feedback from oh. Mirna. Yep. For my, my husband, my Billy Joel. God. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to sing doo Billy Joel. Thank you. <laughs> And actually, I was going to say that. No, that was released in 1983. But... Right, but most of the hits were in 86. Also, what are the yep. rulings on that? But um, one way or another about that song. I really liked it at the time. Or Doo-Wop and the worst Benny music ever made, yes. And, yeah. This song in particular is a tribute to Doo-Wop. I'm not a huge fan of Doo-Wop. <laughs> Liberty DeVito's in it, so. I'm not a huge fan Dave of Doo-Wop myself. Diamond Dave will be happy. I'm not a huge fan of Doo-Wop myself, but I can give anybody credit that if they can harmonize without any intro backgrounds, I give a lot of credit for that because musically that's not how easy to do. When you got five different parts trying to sing at the same time and staying in tempo, staying in pit, or correct pitch, it's not easy. Um, Thank you, teacher. You're welcome. I'm really glad that the professional <laughs> musicians were able to handle your, your <laughs> yeah, expectations. Yeah. No, but seriously, like I said, I mean, it's one of those songs that's it's overdone a little bit, I think, at the same time. Um, but I can always appreciate a little bit. Anybody can do musicianship without background music. Also, it, was it, it takes a lot. It's, it was unique it was. for the year. You compare it that was. to like a virgin or let's say. It's not the greatest right. song in the world, but I think it was again. It was very. It was very unique, and I will give it that credit. Um, again, not my favorite Billy Joel song, but kind of like not either, but right. I but I didn't think it totally sucked either. I mean, no, I, I thought I, 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 I thought really for what it was musically, I thought it was it was very well done. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Jamie Horton uh, is the last one I have on my list. Besides Allie, who brought up Karma Chameleon and Color by Numbers, um, Jamie brings up the most metal album, 1984, was Merciful Fates. Don't break uh, the oath. Bow down to the king. <laughs> wow, that's like an old. That's, that's pulling. Out that's like it. old British new wave. Yeah, new wave of British heavy metal. Wow. So um, so we were normally on this show. We usually just tend to round out it with the um, with like five, with the top twenty five um. Billboard Hot 100, but there were so many songs we had to talk about. We're, we would just, just spin our wheels talking about more songs. So let's talk about some of the, our favorite albums of uh, of the of 84. Mike, why don't you start? All right. Well, I mean, why don't we uh, start off with uh, Bon Jovi? 
the debut album of Bon Jovi. That's, is that the one with Runaway on it? Yes, it is. It's actually, yeah. it's not a bad song. No, I, 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 I can't stand Bon Jovi. And if 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 high school Andy had been told that they would still be selling out the same stadiums that they were selling out when Andy was in high school, high school Andy would have beaten up future Andy. What would third person Andy do? <laughs> he would just hey. stand there and, and spectate, throw money at them. He would hey, stand there like a watcher to watch her. They are Bill Belichick's inspiration, so... <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, you can't deny that they have staying power, and this is when they debut. So, uh, Joe, you got, a, you got an album? I and I, I feel bad because we were supposed to record this last week. Joe was going to be away in Arkansas, and I didn't want Joe to miss out on this because I knew he would love to talk about this. So I had him do a little assignment for us, where he recorded a couple of his favorite um, albums, nineteen eighty four. He's obviously here now. <laughs> so I put him on all that work for nothing. And I do apologize, sir. That's right. Go, go ahead and talk about some of those albums you talked about earlier. Well, we, already, we, already, uh, we already talked about uh, 1984. That was one of my favorite albums. Mm-hmm. Next one for me was uh, Dire Straits Live, Alchemy. And that one I came into later on. The, like I became a big Dire Straits fan. Like, late. And that album was huge for me. I loved it because one, it's got one of the best uh versions of uh, Sultans of Swing with a 10-minute guitar solo at the end. <laughs> and, um, you know, and it was a rare album. You couldn't get it. For some reason, you couldn't get it in the States. I had to actually get mine in Germany when I went on a trip to Germany. I just happened to find it at the record store and picked it up. I'm like, hey, all right, cool. Who's got some Deutschmarks I can borrow? <laughs> yeah. I was like, Mom, you got some marks on you? What? So, and next one was, uh, I love... Uh, Roger Waters, the pros and cons of hitchhiking. Oh, that's a good record. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think this was his first album after the breakup. It was. And Clapton's on it. And Clapton's on it, and he he's got one of his best guitar solos in the title track. Plus, I love the album cover. <laughs> you know, being a, being a thirteen year old kid looking at the vegan <laughs> lady, I'm like, ooh, there's <laughs> a butt. Dude. No, over, over I don't really have any. Album. I just I just I was going more for hit songs, not so much the albums. You know what? I actually, instead of my favorite records, I'm going to go named records. All right. Um, well, I'm going to start off with um, Points on the Curve by uh, Wang Chung. That's actually a really good album. Right. Uh, I also have <laughs> Slide It In by Whitesnake. <laughs> um, what do we got here? I just had it. Oh, Into the Gap <laughs> by the Thompson Twins. They're all disgusting. And, uh, start it. Last but not least, Penetrator by Ted Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure Ted Nugent was you, talking about ladies. <laughs> well, are you, are you sure he's not talking about his arrow? His arrow into a deer? It could be. I'm just saying it ain't about a guy. <laughs> That's the only thing I know. Do you think the day that he decides to retire, he's going to go out on a retirement tour and for one last road trip, wear the loincloth? Oh. <laughs> And have lots of slaughtered animals. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that thing smells like a slaughtered animal, Ted. What the hell? It is. Can I also say, though, that um, Stay Hungry by Twisted Gear. Uh, I Want to Rock, yeah. I wanna rock yeah. was a good song. Just came, it came out. It a lot of good and songs. And Hysteria either. came out that year by the Human League. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, any favorite albums? Yeah. Besides Make It Big. Some, yeah, Make It Big. Um... Well, we've already mentioned, obviously. Um, Not the Fat Boys, right? Nope. Okay. We mentioned Seven and the Ragged Tiger, which actually came out the best. Um, born in the USA. True. Yeah. No, actually, that reminds me of something. Go, 
it was in 84, but it really was like a over. Well, Purple Rain was in between. It was like Thriller, then Purple Rain, nominated weeks in a row. Actually, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I learned a very interesting trivia piece about 1984. There were only seven number one albums the entire year. Um, and Thriller was the first one that kind of started them out. Um, it was Thriller, the Footloose soundtrack, Sports by Huey Lewis and oh, the News. Dawkins Tooth and Nail? No, it wasn't on there. Um, Welcome to the Pleasure Dome, my Frankie Goes in Hollywood. Oh, if only. <laughs> if only. That, that, that's surprising that Sports was the number one album. But it doesn't. It didn't have any number one hits. It did not spawn a single number one hit. Yeah, the same thing. Same thing. Oh, good song. Yeah, the first That's right. That's right. But yeah, so yeah, I did want to mention sports because you listen nearly only yeah, I mean, yeah. in this era. It's it, sports is gosh is a deep album. It's got a lot of good songs in it. And mm-hmm. I'm, like you said, I'm surprised it didn't make none of them made a number in one. In fact, I went to see him. We actually made a. We made a list, my friends and I made a list of all the songs he didn't play, because you realize how many songs that he has when right. he didn't play, and it was like nine hit songs that he had that he didn't play, um, or love and stuff like that. But, but tell him what he did, the beer and nachos moment. Oh, for 45 minutes he did, hey, who likes the blues? And <laughs> I guess nobody. And played for 45 minutes, so that's why he Who brought their crickets? Did they pay songs. for this? <laughs> but he still sounds good. But no, sports that was huge. I mean, oh, I mean, I mean it wasn't there. It was it was kind of almost the way I think of like a virgin. They had this the album before that kind of they had a few songs on it, but then this one was solidified them. This was I mean, yeah. the staying power of Madonna. This was the I mean this this solidified the Huey Lewis sound, and I think it's the last but Huey Lewis explained. album to actually sound like Huey Lewis in the news before they decided to just move off to like. Um, you know, pretty much they did a lot, of, a lot of tributes to '60s music and doo-wop and Motown, like going forward. I mean, they, they throw in like the one song, other than "Power of Love." "Power of Love" is one of their best songs. Yeah. yeah. But what was it four? Yeah, four F O R E. With an exclamation point. I yeah. get that. Oh, uh, you know what also came out that year? Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. That's yeah. right. That was a yes, big soundtrack. Front dance, baby. Made Harold Faltermeyer a household name. <laughs> I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, no. Sports, but you're talking about the albums. Uh, but that, um, yeah, okay, so it was, um, Thriller. I was going to say, that's the album I was going to mention. Thriller, Footloose, um, Sports, Born in the USA. Yeah. Kingfish. Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. Yeah, Purple Rain lasted forever on there. Oh, shit. There's like two more. No, no. Well, I can't even think like about them now. 1984? No, it's not like a version. Not at least in 84. Yeah, not in, yeah, I just wasn't in 84, though. I. Jesus, maybe it was only five. I'm trying to look up somebody. It was, it was 1984? 1984 is not actually a number one album. Wow. Slayer's Haunting the Chapel. Well, came and out. that's because of the other albums that were so huge that that's, dominated the charts. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, 1984 came well, out. Well, what agent was like that? The, the very beginning of 84, yeah. January, so What's that? Did you do no. Nope. Oh well, that's not not number one album, but yeah, that well that had doesn't Asian provocateur have I want to know what love is, yes, which is did. like their biggest hit. Yeah. But you tell me, Sade Smooth Operators album didn't get popular at all. Well, it's anyway, hugely popular. Yeah, right? What about Bananarama? Well, we all. So anyway, back to Born in the <laughs> yeah. USA. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there were maybe seven that hit the charts. Yes. Yeah. Not all of them that great. I think Glory Days is is dog shit. I really I hate like that. I really hate that song. I hate um that was a very boring. Yeah, 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 I agree. I'm with you on that one. I think that's but, um, Dancing in the Dark. Dancing, Dancing in the, the Dark, dark is, is good. You know the I'm beauty? Fire is good. It's very short. Yeah. You know the beauty of Born in the USA? I'm not a fan of Dancing in the Dark. It was too pop for him. 
Born in the USA is, is is a perfect starter album for people who had no idea what Bruce Springsteen's back catalog was like. Yeah. I think it's the perfect yeah. starter yeah, album but, for but them. But is it? Because then you hear Nebraska and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, well, yeah. All right. But it's a good it's a good intro album to people that hadn't been following him since Born to Run. Yeah, but if dancing if dancing in the dark is the first song you're going with, that's not a great way to start. That's just me. No. Yeah, that's just you. Yeah, well, you got to start with the French fries before you can move on to the main chorus. Or the hey, the cover. That one had Courtney. Cover, cover, cover me is a good song. Cover me is a very good song. That's a good song. Pink Cadillac. That's not on Born to Run. Sorry. That's one. It was an outtake. That was on the live album, the seventy-five eighty-five album. Yeah. Which is a great album. Yeah, it came out during that era. Yeah, it came out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It came out during that when he was the biggest rock star. Of the the live, I'll tell you, you want to start with Bruce, you get that live album, 75 to 85. Yeah. That's a great I remember everything up That was, that I think, point. the first box set, or at least the first box set that people actually bought. Yeah, that was a great set. Oh, because sure. that's a good way to really get yourself into all Bruce Springsteen. I wouldn't start with Born in the USA. I'd start with that live album. All right, Rebecca, what else? You got for albums that you like? Um, pretty much already mentioned Ragged Tiger, Thriller, only but not because they're. Yeah. Um, it was released in '82. The um, yeah, it was because actually. Yeah. Get into that. I just also wanted to mention Rolling C4, the best pop music's greatest year. I'd buy that. That absolutely. But they have a list of 20 songs on a lot considered 1984 songs, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, it's 100 songs, but I only have to sit here. Like they have Borderline by Madonna, which I. Uh, well, no, Borderline was on the first was, album. That yeah, actually, it was. It was, You're right. it was released as a single, I think, in the very beginning of '84. But Take on Me by Aha, uh-huh, that was '85. That was '85. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also have to question the judgment when they put "They Don't Know" by Tracy on the top twenty. Oh, oh God! What? what is they don't. Song? Yeah. It's actually, they don't know isn't a bad. A, they don't know isn't a bad song, but she is a she terrible sing. songwriter. Yeah, she exactly. Panama's number twenty. Mm. That's right, it should be. That is a great That's Peaches and Herb. It's been a song I've never heard of. I, I don't know. Well, it's it's Rolling Stone, so. Yeah. Laura Branigan's sure Self Control came out in April. Yeah. That, that was a good song. Actually, that's probably her best song. Oh! But their, their number one actually matches the number one. That makes yeah. absolute sense. And I think, um, actually, Purple Rain and Born in the USA ended up in their top one, um, top yeah. ten of the top 100 yeah. albums of the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As with Thriller. There are a couple of albums that came out that I'm surprised you haven't mentioned yet. What? Reckoning by R.E.M. I was going to bring those up, sir. And Grace Under Pressure by Rush. Well, yep. Um, well, usually every time I mention R.E.M., I, I take a ration of shit from Jim, so I'll just say it's a really good album. Grace Under Pressure by Rush. Early warning. Yeah, just an early warning. Riding the missile. <laughs> it's a terrible video. It was a terrible video. Back when Getty Lee had That was the uh, first Rush video I ever saw. Well, and that, that's that's actually, when they started getting keyboardy. Oh, yeah. Yes. And that, well, yeah, and that was um, on their Beyond the Lighted Stage uh, documentary. They said this was really where we hit the pinnacle of the keyboards, and we needed to to roll everything back after a while. Yeah, it wasn't that album. It was like three. No, they had like three albums after that. I think like Roll the Bones also. kind of went back huh? to the... I think uh, I need to rush until Presto. I think I need to leave the room. Oh, that's right. It's Chick Repellent. <laughs> yeah. I think Roll the Bones kind <laughs> of went back to the whole... That's, that was, like that was all alone in high school. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, and you weren't in the drum corps either. I wasn't. Hey, you know what's coming out in April? Is this is Smile Tap? So yeah. My thanks. Yeah. That one yeah. yeah. That's a great. That's a great soundtrack. Big bottom. Oh, Big that's bottom. a great song. Stonehenge <laughs> is a great song. Actually, it's funny too because um, going back to Todd in the Shadows, he just did the uh, all about that bass. Mm-hmm. You know, for this pop 
pop song review. And he's like, this song is, you know, it's all about that bass. It's about asses. And there's no bass line whatsoever to speak of in this entire song. Now let's look at Big Bottom by Spinal Tap. It's nothing but bass. Absolutely. Everyone is playing bass. Derek Smalls is playing a double bass. <laughs> no, it's a triple bass. A like, triple bass, that's right. One part out here and the two parts over here. <laughs> um, other albums that I, I wanted to mention, In Excess is The Swing. Okay. That had Original Sin on it. That's a great song. That is a Probably great song. That's probably my favorite one of my favorite. Between that and Don't Change is my favorite song. Song. Thing, favorite song. Thing, no, that's Shabu Shabba. That was from the year before. How about uh, Queen, The Worst? That's right. I want to. Uh, That's Radio I want Gaga. To, I want to break free. Yep. My wife loves. Radio I believe Radio Gaga, Gaga was on that album Radio too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Loves it. What? Hates Radio Gaga. Hard to hold by Rick Springfield. Oh God. Oh yeah. Diane loves. Diane loves Rick Springfield. Oh wait a minute. I gotta no. watch that. I've got the album that's just gonna break it all. You ready for this? Let's fizz. Nope. Nope. Even better. Echo in the Bunny Room. Steve Perry Street Talk. Oh God. Should have been done. They still get they still get radio play and I think yeah. that that's that, that I, I, I just realized like two years ago song. Well, I was gonna say, yeah. People still think it's journey. <laughs> <laughs> couple other albums. A couple other albums I wanna mention. You choose the unforgettable fire. I, that's really your favorite U two album, isn't it? It is. Uh, it's my favorite U two song on Which is bad, album. right? The oh, the Unforgettable Fire, okay. Your favorite one is in the free one. You. I want to get some going. Actually, <laughs> I, I, it angers me. It's free. Don't listen to it. Shut I, up. Actually, 84 also brought us Run DMC. Run DMC. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He gave us the King of Rock. That was really, that was like the first rap album to really kind of, kind of cross into the rock genre. Yep. And that, those guys really kind of paved that way for rap to really kind of make it mainstream. Not that other songs didn't, but those guys really kind of broke into the whole MTV right. thing. Here's one. Husker Du Zen Arcade, which I think I'm the only one I, of us here. I knew you were going to bring yeah. that one. Yeah. I, I knew it. That's, I an, that's an idea. Yeah, because I gave it to you. Yeah, it's it's like the first punk concept album. It, it's it's fantastic. It really is. It's a, it's a mix of styles. That's all I'm going to say about it because yeah. I don't really know if anyone else can contribute. Oh, and the Smiths released their uh, self-titled album. That Do year. it. Do it. Actually, it's with two albums. Didn't two albums, didn't it? Oh, yeah, Half Little Hollow. Yeah, because what difference did it make it was out that year? Yeah. Was that a happy album? Oh, they're all happy. I'm they're sitting all... on the edge of my bed with a guitar crying. <laughs> jungle, 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 jungle. <laughs> I just read a biography on, on the Smiths, and it was it was actually a pretty interesting read. Do he, do he and Johnny Marr uh, exchange Christmas cards? Yes. No, not really. Not at all. And the other two guys are broke. Nothing, well, of course so, yeah. Hey, Jim, we Working at got, Dave Judy Dench's Fish and Chips. We also got the uh, John Lennon Yoko Ono Milk and Honey album came out uh, in January. Nobody told me that my wife would need to soak my estate. Warner. I want to know what love is. Yep. Sounds they kind of broken the scene at that point. Yep. Oh, we got Steve Vai, Flex Abel. Let me say it again Flex Abel. I can't cry, but Steve Vai is a great guitarist, so I think it's totally Steve Vai is awesome. My... Horrible album name, though. Oh, that was uh, 1984 with uh, Ingrid uh debut, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. My absolute favorite Chicago album came out this year. Chicago was 17. Mm-hmm. And what, I think that's their best. Well, 16. I think that's that was their best. The last I think that's their best. Um, that 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 what was off that album? I can't remember. That was Stay the Night. Hard to Hold Back. Yeah. That was probably their best 80s album. Along Came the Women. 
a woman, and you're the inspiration. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that is was the best 80s album. Well, and, yeah, that's, oh. that's my favorite part of Chicago. I didn't, I oh, didn't come on, Chicago 70s. 70s is... I didn't much care for the 70s. Oh, come on, Chicago. Yeah, I could have done without the trumpets in the 70s. Oh, that's great stuff. Yeah. This is my instrument. No, I, 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 got, I got nothing wrong with it. I just prefer the. I had a college stuff. professor that actually had an original Chicago Authority album. Oh god! Uh, wrapped up. He didn't even take it out. He showed. He brought it into a. Uh, it's been worse than something terrible. That's why. What the hell do you want to listen? No, but it's, no, it's rare. You don't find it anymore. You know what came Ooh. out? We. I can't believe we didn't say it. Ooh. What's that? Chaka Khan! Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, wait, I got one better. That's Jermaine Jackson's Dynamite album came out oh, that year. God. That had to do it to do it to do it to do it. Wait, Chaka Khan? Really? There's some questions. I'm surprised that ended. Some are fine. Oh, sorry. I'm surprised we didn't bring this up. Eyes without a face. That's a good idea. Oh, God. Yeah, Rebel Yell. Rebel Yell. Fletcher Fantasy. The whole point is we could do six shows. We we absolutely could. This is so much good. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers debut this year. That's right. Have you read their debut record? No. Crap. Yeah. As did Wasp. Ooh. Ooh. I should tell the story. I should tell the story. I didn't Go ahead. So, oh, please do. Uh, we had dropped the kids off to Sunday school. <laughs> and so I, started I came back to pick up Rebecca so we could go to church. It's just the two of us in the car, luckily. I turn on the radio. I had it. I, I listen to my lady, radio loud. I had it up. It was going full blast on Ozzy's Boneyard. And... Just as I turn it on, it timed it perfectly. Blackie Lawless shrieks out, fuck like a beast. <laughs> in the church parking lot. No, so we're, we're, we're in the, the car, in the driveway, but I lost my mind because I knew my, I, I didn't even look at my wife because I knew I was going to be my pants on that. Oh, all I can say is, thank God the kids weren't in the car. <laughs> <laughs> if we weren't going to church already, we should be. <laughs> I was trying to convince Tim we can, Tim that, uh, was it, Black and Lost's flaming cod, burnt cod piece was on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Tim tried to look for it. <laughs> so that's my story. Blackie Lawless. God bless him. Oh. Yep. Anyone have anything else you want to bring up before we move on? No, no like you said, we could cut. We could sit here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, no wait, one more. Ooh. The Jacksons Victory album. Oh God. Torture. Come on. What more? Is it this year for Jermaine? I guess. Huh? That, oh, that state of shock is. Oh God, such an awful song. Is it Jagger? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but this was undercover the night McJagger. This wasn't, you know, this wasn't good McJagger. Actually, I, he's the boss McJagger. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually two good. I mean, Torture was actually a really good song off that album. And uh, Wait was actually a really good album. Off this was it though? Really? I remember I the video like though, it. where they couldn't even get the, the video horrible, to show up. Uh, the video was horrible. No, but that like... one showed up. Yeah, you got <laughs> they had a spread out. The Pat Jackson showed up, boy. Well, we can blame the Jacksons for the downfall of the Patriots late '80s That's because right. the Sullivan family invested in the Victory, victory Tour. tour. Oh. And so that's why Victor they, they couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't pay the players, and then they eventually sold it. So, I mean, I'm trying to remember. I, I remember that it was supposed yeah. to be this gigantic thing that Michael was supposed to go with them on tour, right. and he didn't. Right. So that's why it failed. So that was the Jacksons without the popular one. Yeah. They just wheeled out a dummy. <laughs> but they did in the video. torture video. Yeah. Yeah. It was a wax dummy. Wait, so yeah. Jermaine wasn't the really popular one in that band? Jermaine didn't show up for that Believe video. it or not, no. It was right. funny, because other than Tito. It was Tito, yeah. Other than Tito, because you can only polish a turd so much to make him look like <laughs> Michael Jackson. All, the other three brothers looked exactly like Michael. They had the jerry curl. They had the leather I jacket. I'm telling you, Andy. Sharpen is coming for you. He <laughs> is coming for you. 
Hey, Rock, you like a Hurricane single came out this year. Ooh. Good album. Yeah. That's a favorite of air shows everywhere. There's so much we could do on this day, show, I'll tell you. They wanted to talk about do they know it's Christmas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's I'm sorry. I, I totally forgot about that. Yes, yeah, so go ahead. Um, well, I definitely think it's worth mentioning because it started, kicked off a whole... Never mind the song, which we still hear on the radio. We look forward to hearing it in the Christmas season. Like, when are we going to first hear Do They Know Christmas? The original version, by the way, not the remake. Oh, um, oh you mean but, you didn't like the one with the guy from um, The Darkness? Yes, doing Bono's <laughs> Doing Bono's part. I think it was somehow better than Bono in it. Uh, but um, it kicked off the whole um, philanthropy. The charity, yeah. The, the, then, you know, and then USA yeah. Africa tried to redo it. Right, that, that, that song made Sir Bono led directly to Live Aid. I mean, was, and Farm Aid. Yeah. 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 And Farm Aid 12 and all the um, getting that cast, just that video and the cast of time, not just because it's for charity. I mean, I think them wrapping it around a holiday it up every year. Yep. It's not a good song. No, but here's, a, but here's the thing, though. I mean, yeah, we hear it every year because it's wrapped into Christmas now. When was the last time you heard We Are the World? Well, the right. original 1985 We Are the World. Showing up in regular uh, radio about, airplay. Uh, we can go on uh, Okay. Yeah. yeah, but it probably was the countdown. For and and also, say what you will about how terrible the lyrics are of Do They Know It's Christmas, it is still a far better song than We Are the World. You know what? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a catch. It's kind of like Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie, two of the greatest songwriters of all time. And yeah. It's a crappy song. It's, it's yeah. kind of a catchy. It is kind of a catchy tune. When Dan you listen to it, it is too long. When Dan right, but you listen dies, to it, it gets stuck in your head. When Dan Aykroyd dies, if they don't play We Are the World right there, <laughs> it'll be a crime against humanity. But you know what? You even look at Dan Aykroyd's like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> They're like Chong, Tommy Chong or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's in Blues Brothers, so let's throw him on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> it's close enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did have a music background, but it wasn't the... No. Compared to what was on that stage, it wasn't enough. No. But I think the whole... Um, on the shows that I watched, it was like an event. Everyone would like run in the room and say, Oh, we had to see this and this. You know, so-and-so. Like, oh, I miss George Michael. Oh. How, many mem- how many people who formed on that single, though, thought that this is going to open the doors wide open to a gigantic career in America? Like, you think the guys from Ultravox? Yeah, probably. Who or, stati- or Status Quo are like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> they may have thought that. I'm going to start pressing now. Hello, Chicago! <laughs> yeah, or, wait a second. Hello, Chicago! <laughs> yes, what did you find, Mike? Y&T's and Rocky Twist. Oh, um, Jesus. And Twist? And All right. <laughs> well, you blew that joke, sir. Give me quick weef. All right, so, um... Real quick, great conversation, guys. And yeah, we could go on forever about this. And Let's do a part two. Part two dose, yeah. We'll do it on the 40th anniversary. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll so real real quick, just, I just want to do a quick roundtable um, on two new shows that we've been kind of discussing on the, on, on the show in the past. Gotham and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Just quickly, first impressions on the first season of Gotham, the, excuse me, the second uh, season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Joe, go. Uh, Gotham, I like it. Uh, it's got definitely got room to grow, but I like the concept. I like where they're kind of going with it and what they're trying to do with it. Uh, but like I said, it does have room to grow. grow. Uh, is it going to appeal to a wide enough audience? Though? I That's think so. Question. I think so. You and I will. There, like it, yeah. But you I, think no, they're I think, not? You don't think they're expecting Batman to show up at some point though? Last season, I bet he does. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, I think yeah. they'll tease that. Yeah, he's going to show up. I, just think gonna, I think they're going to do right. a, they're going to do a Smallville type build, right? I think you're gonna, if it lasts long enough, 
you'll get that last like moment where all of a sudden that was like the last episode or something like that. Right. But we'll see how long the show lasts first. Um, so far I'm not impressed. I mean, it looks fantastic. I like Jim Gordon. I like um Penguin. Yep. But most of the rest of the cast are just not likable at all. They're not supposed to be. They're, 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 they're not supposed to be some kind of charm no. to make you want to watch them. And right now they like, don't have they don't have people like Mike. Mike, like I said, in, like I said, in, we, we were having this conversation on Facebook. Yeah. Like I said, that's the point. You want, they're trying to make you believe that this is such a horrible city that by the time Batman comes along, you're like. This is the city's only hope. It's well, it's, so, it's the de-evolution of the city, if you think about right. it. So you've got, got a show, entire show that won't be, that won't have any. Hope so essentially, the entire show is going to be going from bad to worse. In other words, yeah. it terms just the situation, not you know, the quality of the show. Oh, Batman as he as he grows up. I don't want to see Gotham. I want to see Batman. Yeah, but we've seen but Batman enough. I want to see the evolution of how these you. criminals become the way they are. Because right. there could be so, so many backstories of how these guys could go the way they go. Can I just point out Smallville, Smallville made like and Lex and Clark the best of friends. Yeah. So like, how the hell are they going to make these two well, you know what? And the, and the thing, so it's kind of interesting how they're going to play that one out. Of the best Batman, one of the best Batman books out there is Batman Year One. Yeah. And half, I would say a good half to 60% of that story is about Jim Gordon. Partly, yes. But that's also when ba- um, Gotham starts to turn around. Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-Batman-
Whereas, like, the beginning of last season, every time they'd show the villain of the week, it was like the old X-Files, you know, throwaway X-Files episodes. With well, the Smallville did the, the same thing. It was, like, it was like the kryptonite freak of the week. Yeah. You know, and the, the right. same thing. But then that show evolved into something more. Because well, even, even just S.H.I.E.L.D. started off really slow. Hopefully, but it, it picked up. Flash will do that. Right. Season long, you know, hopefully Yeah, lightning freaks. Everybody got hit by lightning that one day, and everything. Right. We'll talk. We'll talk about that. Right. Probably next episode. Uh. So. All right. So, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. Knew you enjoyed this one, so thank you. So. Oh, I do have a quick show. Um, just uh, was it Justice League: Thrones of Atlantis animated movie in spring? I just saw the preview for it. Looks pretty good. And I think they're actually making like Aquaman look decent in this one. So is Coppola directing it? That's how it's gonna, it's yeah. gonna take. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty interesting. So check out that uh, show when you get a chance. Cool, cool. Thank you. So uh, yeah, speaking of next episode, uh, it's our ho- annual Halloween show, and so we've decided this year we're going to be talking all about vampires. <laughs> we'll explain that later. Yeah, we, well, we already explained it. <laughs> so. Um, so whatever you have for us on either Dracula, the many, many inca- incarnations of Dracula, uh, the Lost Boys, True Blood. What about Blackula? Could they bring us in? Oh, yes, absolutely. I want to know, how about Love at First Bite with George Hamilton? I think that's got to be thrown in there, too. Has one of the, oh, uh, Once bitten with uh, Jim Carrey. <laughs> I think we're going to talk about, like, you know, talk about like, the good stuff, the comedies, and then the crap. Yeah, this gave me a lot of crap. So, oh, yeah. if you have any vampire feedback that you like to give us, you can uh, hit us up at geeksaladyahoo.com. You can like us on our Facebook page, which is just called Geek Salad Podcast. Um, you follow us on Twitter at Geek Salad Radio. Also, check out both our websites, geek slash geek dash salad dot com for um, our, our regular homepage website, and you can check out our entire archive at uh, geeksalad.podbean.com. So, uh, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Tim. I'm Mike. And I'm Joe. Go forth and be nerdful. We will talk to you later.